following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. back your monthly music roundup of a whole bunch of great gentlemen all looking dapper in our zoom video feed here i like looking at all your faces except for doug's who's hiding his and nate's who's yeah. at a weird angle right now but either way i've seen them all uh in the flesh before so i can picture them in my mind i think dougie's undercover he is you can, that's you can the, meet me at my book signing <clears throat> <laughs> he might actually be in your closet just doesn't want you to know he's on location that's <laughs> I'm what I'm, I'm i'm thinking is hey <laughs> well there's there's nothing to plug in your phone into down there doug i'm just saying oh. watch him try <laughs> <laughs> we are back for installment number three we have some traditions that we have carried over gonna be fun topics to talk about um but first Let's uh let's do handle a little bit of news and let's throw it over to none other than Mike Gallardo. Uh, Mike, you sent out something in the group chat, some exciting stuff going on. What we got going on? Well, as I'm sure, well, we all know, and I'm sure everybody that's listening would know that uh, there's been an announcement of a Pantera reunion for uh, next year, 2023. Um, I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, but <laughs> I. I'm indifferent on how I'm supposed to feel about it, but I'm pretty fucking excited to see Pantera songs live. And uh, who else to fill in for Dime than Zach Wild? Fuck He's probably yeah. the only guy that could do it, could pull off Dime's uh, playing style. Um, I kind of feel like it should be more of a reunion, but at the same time, it's like how many bands are out there like people are pissed at this but like how many bands are out there that have one original member well so two original it's members true. i mean amir comes to mind frankie palmieri's literally is amir he's the only original member nobody's mad at that Leonard skinner skinner yeah yeah exactly yeah there's some very historic examples as well like sure. i mean i posted that thing earlier you know pantera with rome but i mean like sublime with rome i've seen that live <laughs> before and that was awesome but uh I don't know. I, for one, am pretty stoked about it, and I really hope it comes within a couple hours of Buffalo so I can check it out. I think, they do. I think they'll come here. Uh, you know, metalheads know. You know what I mean? Oh. You, you come to Buffalo, people are going to show up. I'd say at very best, probably Ohio, like Cleveland. Or really? Yeah. That's probably. They'll definitely be uh, on yeah. the festival circuit next year. All I have to say is if I have to hear Zach Wilde solo for a half hour when they should be songs, I'm going to be so pissed. Aww, yeah, yeah. Well, just keep him away from the mic. Oh, that's the <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst version no. of Zach Wilde. That's gonna oh, yeah. that's gonna it's gonna be really bad with Zach and Phil because Phil and Sam will. I don't know if you guys have heard him talk recently, but it's like, raw, raw, raw. <laughs> and then you're gonna have Zach Wilde who's. 
<laughs> well, I uh, know, I, I'm there. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, my biggest beef is calling themselves Pantera. I think they should say something like <laughs> "Mama Panther" and "Pantera Experience" or something like that. I mean, Pantera Light, Pantera-ish. You know, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Cowboys from Hell. Yeah, are beyond driven. Terrapoint two or something, but I mean, Zach definitely. If you're going to have somebody in that band, it has to be Zach. And you know, this Charlie Benante thing kind of caught me off guard. But him and Vinny must have been pretty good friends, and it might not have been in the public so much because it's a strange choice. I think just I, I came out of left field to me. It was like, whoa, Charlie. Uh, there's got to be something there more than we know about, you know, that kind of thing. But you know what? Phil waits until Soul of Pantera is dead. Actually want to come back and do something. Right. It it kind of it kind of irks me a little bit. They could have done it way before then. Yeah. I think. I don't know. You know, what do I know? He He was doing it. Well, was it uh, Louder Than Life in 2019? It was Philip Selmo and the Illegals. They did, I, I, if any, you know, they might have done one Illegal song, and then the rest was a Pantera set. Right. But, I mean, obviously, it was more death metal-y because of, you know, the rest of the band. But, like, he could have done it this entire time. But I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't know. It's a, that's a, that's a. Tough Look, I, situation to have an if, opinion on. <laughs> if, they, if they come here, I definitely want to see them. I do. For I sure. Do. So is Zach playing the bullseye guitar or is he playing one of Dimes guitars? You Ooh, better not touch the one of Dimes guitars. You can't what touch if, Dimes guitar. He, I, I would almost guarantee he's going to probably pull one out of, uh, or pull one of Dimes out. Doesn't he have one of Dimes guitars? I'm sure he's probably got a couple of them. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, it was they were uh, like best friends or something. When I was at the Hall of Fame, uh, which we'll get to obviously in a second here, but uh, there was a dime bag guitar that was covered in dimes. It's kind of cool. <laughs> really? Should've yeah, been covered in yeah. dime bags. Yeah, yep. put it in a lot cooler. <laughs> well, you got that. You got that old Gibson that uh, Zach had that had all the bottle caps pounded into the top. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. The flag. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I if think it's. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think uh, the Pantera uh, announcement came out of nowhere, and that's just fun in itself. Yeah. It's 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 something for people to look forward to for a whole year, which is kind of cool. Uh, I recently had a concert pulled out from underneath me when Nas uh, was canceled. So, Ooh. blessing in disguise. I saw them with Godsmack. Dude, I heard he what? in 2019 when they were here. They were heard he was he was amazing. I, I believe it. it. Was- Nas, Little Kim, and Godsmack at uh, UB Fall Fest. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a heck of a lineup. That is. How do you even schedule that? That is. That's so Dang. Weird. So Godsmack, Godsmack obviously was the best there. Yes. They, were the, they were the headliner. The only person that would have made it better was Mickey Mouse. Who? That's just me. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. What? <laughs> <laughs> um now let's uh let's 
hear from people that have uh, some new music or something they're into. Let's start. Um, anyone who uh, raise your hand if you got a. Yeah, go ahead, Doug. Let me raise your hand so I can see. I raised it. All right, perfect. <laughs> Doug, what, what do you listen to right now? I'm actually been getting into a rapper slash producer um, named MF Doom. You guys ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he passed away recently, didn't he? He did. He did. And I never heard of him until recently. And uh, so I went on Spotify, started looking up. I was like, oh, my Lord, there is so much... You guys familiar with Jay Dilla? I am not. Doesn't ring a bell. No. Nope. So Jay Dilla was a producer and uh, slash DJ, and what he did, you know, he made a lot of beats and you know music for people like, well, Janet Jackson for one. You know, a bunch of people like he was like, if you look at albums and you look at produced by, he's underneath it. Like he was like legend, and he passed away too. But he used to release these albums called Donuts. And they were like volume one, volume two. So all it was was like a collection of all these beats and stuff <laughs> that he would come up with. And he would just record them and put them on albums and throw them out there. Almost like, you know, like Buckethead does, if you're familiar with him. Like he yeah, just makes okay. these albums with all kinds of stuff and he just throws it out there, man. He's got like nine million records and whatever. This uh, MF Doom kind of is very similar, except that he raps and the more i listen to him it's like how people say jeff lynn is like the member of the beatles i don't know if you know about but jeff lynn is a guy who formed elo and this guy sounds like he could have been in wu-tang i mean he like is that style it's just pure flowing great rap with somebody who actually took the time to put if you're going to do like you know your background music or whatever you want to call it your beats and stuff and through like a million records like oh that's a cool part put that in there put this in there and made this awesome like thing and i don't know man i'm really digging it man i really am hey doug i got a question real quick for you if you had a do you happen to know a song title that I could just possibly like it throwing on a like list. Well, I'll just the, pick the first one then. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, um, go to a record called like MMM. And uh, that's the first one that I started listening to with him actually rapping. I, I dug it. Man. Yeah. All right. Got you. You got me with the Wu Tang com or the Wu Tang reference, so I was like, "All right." I I, I hope you can you can dig what I'm saying because it really feels that way. You know how Wu Tang is? It's it's not hip hop. It's not about the money. It's about putting words together in a very creative way. And it's some of the stuff is just nonstop, and it's 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 great. It's awesome. Legit lyricist. Absolutely, Mm one hundred. Yeah, I'm digging it. I love that answer. I was not expecting that out of you today, Doug. Yeah. You surprise me every day. Curveball, man. <laughs> uh, anyone else? I'll tell you, a band that comes and goes for me, and it's back in my rotation again. Anyone ever heard of Blacklight Burns? Mm-mm. No. Oh. So if, if you get a chance, check them out. Um, it's fronted by Wes Borland. Okay. okay. Oh, sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's actually a very solid singer. Um, 
it's 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 hard to describe it it's definitely rock like on the verge of metal um i don't know it's it's its own variety like system of a down but tame Mm. in a way i guess yeah real strange lyrical content but overall good so check them out has anyone here heard of the band uh other lives no Mm -mm. no so this is all of us this has been my favorite find of the year. Um, so they're like a 60s psychedelic, like new kind of folk mix, um, but they're all over the place. They have these really intricate melodies, but it's not like proggy to the point where you're like, oh, this is annoying. Um, it has this very like dark tone about everything that they write and it's everything's natural. So nothing's like done via like studio magic. There's no auto tune. Everything's recorded live. It's absolutely amazing. Highly recommend checking them out. Um, very Pink Floydish at times. Um, they have this song called 412 that reminds me of them a lot. Um, and another one called Cops that's really good. Yeah. I'm down with folk stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy to see sort of the amount of like psychedelic, especially like 60s era psychedelic bands, like that style making a comeback, mm-hmm. which I love. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you way back when show me St. Paul and the Broken Bones, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, talk about a, a genre that has been dead for years. And these guys come along and just blow up and they're touring with Rolling Stones. Right. Here comes Drew Carey just singing like Otis Redding. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Amazing man. voice on that, dude. And he, he brings in some talented <laughs> female singers, too. You know, the Alabama, Alabama Shakes was kind of like that. That's another band that Matt showed me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she can she can belt it out, too. I think St. Paul and the Broken Bones, I think they're from Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Is that yep. the Polar Express in figured. the background? <laughs> oh, that's my house. Yeah. Is it a, a Big Bill's third down? <laughs> uh, anyone else? Yep. Jarka, uh, uh, you're in the trains right now? That's what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all right. Eventually, there's going to be, yeah, eventually, there's going to be someone's dog. I'm just saying. Um, I do have, and I'll have kids. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend yeah. actually. Re- oh, sorry. Yeah, Dave, that- you gonna actually go? Because I thought it was about trains. No, no, no he has an actual one. I was oh. kidding about the Yeah. Um. Oh, how I do on my Spotify? What I I listen to is if I like a I like a whole bunch of bands on there. It's just filled with bands that I followed, and then I go through their top five or whatever they list on their artist page. And if I like two of their songs then I, they move on to the next round and I listen to the, like all their, their albums. And then if I like 10 of their songs, then they stay fouled. So I've kind of been going through alphabetical order for a while. And um, recently I went through the band big business who oh. um, I saw like in 2008 at the Showplace, they toured with the Melvins Oh. And um, they played, they they did a a set where there's the set was um, Dale Corver on drums, the the big business drummer next to him. They had Buzz playing guitar. They had the bassist and the lead singer for Big Business playing bass on the other side, dressed just like Buzz. And they were doing like this mirror thing, and they were playing all the Melvin songs just like in a big like, and they were playing it just like a mirror. And there's like dead on with everything. And so I finally got around to listening to their albums and they sound just like the Melvins. 
like literally so i'm like 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 i'm just like liking all their songs like okay okay this this is i'm i'm down with everything on this yeah big business yeah what was the name of doug funny's band oh, oh my god the yeah, beats dude. the bees <laughs> killer tofu i was just thinking of um <laughs> i'm like what did they they dressed like those guys because then in big business then they dressed in like suits and stuff. Am I thinking of a totally different band? I think it was a different band. He was okay. they were just the the bassist was dressed just like Buzz. Yeah, the wig on like King Buzzo has. He had um the moo or whatever that he wears at all those shows. <laughs> oh, shit. Just okay. like him. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't know why my head went straight to Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> uh Gallardo. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, my girlfriend, she listens to a lot of like punk rock and, um, you know, upright bassy stuff and all this, you know, stuff like that. And the one day some song came on, I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, listen, it was like very like folky, uh, bluegrassy. I'm like, what is this? You know, I like it. It's a band called Poor Man's Poison. Hmm. And I have not stopped listening to it for like about three weeks now. Um, it's pretty good. I thought they were from Canada because that's where all the newer bands that sound like that come from these days, <laughs> but uh, they're not, they're from California. So that's like, you know, Canada, but in the U S for music <laughs> like that. Um, but no, it's pretty good. Uh, I couldn't tell you any song titles. Couldn't tell you any albums, mm-hmm. but they're just on my playlist. It's, it's really good. It's like a rockabilly. Feel. Yeah. Kind of rockabilly feel bluegrassy. Uh, a little bit of folk, yeah. It's it's got a mix of everything. No drums, huh. a lot of harmonizing. It's it's really good stuff. I think you might have lost me with the no drums thing. Oh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you can clap along. There'll be your drums. There's foot stomping. Grow up. Here we go. <laughs> Is it stomping or tapping in that genre? Yes. <laughs> Play your drums. <laughs> uh, Is that it? Everyone good? Uh, Nate, none. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, I've <clears throat> I've been on a little bit of a Coheed and Cambria kick lately. Ah, there we go. I haven't really ever given them much of a chance, but uh, listened to them a little bit more lately. Them and Born of Osiris mm. are the two that, uh, dude, more than normal. They came last year, and I wanted to go, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't go. But they'll probably be back at some point. Which one, Coheed or Born of Osiris? Born of Osiris. Dude, uh, how, how would uh, I haven't listened to Born of too much, but how would they compare to like bands like Signs of the Swarm? They're they're in my opinion they're a little genty. They're like they're, mm-hmm. they're like Vale of Maya. They're like um, I mean, in my opinion, after the burial on them are kind of similar in ways. I think after burial is a better version of Born of Osiris. Okay, fair enough. Anyways, now we're talking. <laughs> we're talking a very specific, <laughs> a very specific genre that 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 Nate, Mike, Alex, myself happen to be in. And Matt, a little bit. I think Jarka gets down with some of the uh, the heavy, the heavy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's the one that when we cross that threshold, I'm like, do we ever turn oh, back to any other kind of podcast other than once we, we get talk to core? Yeah, can we just core talk, music? Yeah, can we just talk oh. death metal from now on? <laughs> we'll have to do like a 
like a decompression ep- episode the next one and do something like really like soft oh brilliant move yes <laughs> i might maybe yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll sit that one out we'll go from Rock peter paul mary maybe, <laughs> maybe pick uh once we get through the decades uh with our listening picks different genres within the rock and roll true because there's so many right mm-hmm. oh no that's a good way I, I would like that i would like to like break it up by like you know, like you said like genre or you can even do like influential like historic hall, hall of fame guys that deserve to be in the hall of fame yeah so after yeah. we vote all our guys out you know yeah it'll be down to like only the best of the best yep so uh how long are we doing this podcast for <laughs> <laughs> it take forever but uh that does take us right up to it the uninduction of some poor soul from the hall of fame i have a good feeling that nate's answer has not changed nate you still locked in with green day i am still locked in with green day until yep. they're out i have other ideas uh but until they're gone i'm not i'm not budging perfect love it uh let's hear some new ones then um oh uh Darker, are you bringing back up um, your run from the last one? I, I went again? through T-Rex's top five on Spotify. I listened to Bangagong and then the other four, and I went. <laughs> How's that go again, Brian? They're, they're staying on. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, why are they in? It doesn't sound good. If you, if it's bang a gong, get it on, and then the other four, yeah, that's they deserve to be on this list. Uh, Doug, you got a new one this time. Last time we got our Bon Jovi out of us, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, geez, there's so many because Bon Jovi just really just covers so many, so many bands. I think Bon Jovi um, might have been the easiest pick. Well, it is the easiest above pick and all because. Yeah, because I mean, it's like, you know, if you did like uh, one of those pyramids, you know, they would be at the top. Else underneath, it would just. But um, I don't know, dude. Okay, you don't have to have a new one this time. I'm sure we're going to have many more. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, sounds right sounds up, like I'm you said Green say, Day to me. Just, <laughs> well, obviously. You know what? I'm going to go with Green Day because you know, I was thinking of someone new, but they're perfect. They're perfect. They did nothing new. They didn't do anything. They, did, they do not. Okay. It was going to come up anyways. With me. Actually, it was. Yeah. I was actually going to pick someone new and then go with the Eagles. You know, but oh, I'll go my. With I'll oh. go with the, I'll oh, go with that the one. Green save Day that right one. now. Yeah, I'll go with Green Day right now. Okay. So, I do have one quick question. So say we're going through this and nobody's got somebody new or if they want to jump on or, um, or if they do and they don't want to use it like Doug just now and somebody else has somebody new, can they jump on with them? Okay. Yes. We kind of discussed this, right, Alex? Yeah. Recording. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the vote is open until the vote is closed. So if even if you come with something new and then you go, oh, shit, you're right. The Eagles suck <laughs> to hell with them. <laughs> um, I could totally. Yes. Do that, too. All right. Um, it's, it's one of the reasons why I didn't have a strong candidate. I've got plenty of bands that I would love to pick from right now. But I want to I want to see. I was actually anxious to vote. Um, on Green Day and still acknowledge that I love them. I'm ready. I'm ready to vote them out because I don't really give a flying fuck about what the Hall of Fame means. Um, but 
I, I think uh, Green Day is is still fun to listen to at times. This could be the quickest thing because I looked through that a bunch of lists. Yeah, I'm gonna help Nate out as yeah. well. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna get rid of Green Day. Well, they've already got the majority, but Matt, you had Elvis last time. Is Elvis back for you? Still back. I even went yeah. through the list again today, and I was yeah. like, "Well, there's some bands that I really dislike on this list." Yeah, but is that enough to remove them? And I and I I can't in good faith remove those bands. Bon Jovi did make that list, by the way. Of course it did. Um, so did you two and Van Halen. Sorry, Doug. Um, yeah, Van Halen. Wow, you're gonna have words about that one. Yeah, we'll don't be- let me fight. I don't want to see you on the street. That's all. <laughs> I guess one of those guitarists is safe from Matt's list when we get to our uh, draft. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you guys can have them. I'll give them away for free. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, still Elvis for me. I I just I tried looking at it through like a different lens and really like trying to see the value that Elvis brought. But he didn't write his own damn music. He's one of the only artists on the list that did not write any of his own music. So. I mean, Green Day may not be, they may not have like reinvented the wheel by any means, but at least they wrote their own songs. Poorly. All all three chords, you're right. <laughs> they own all three of those chords. They couldn't even make it to four. <laughs> um, it's all right. They're they're they they capitalize on the moment and I was I was in and I love it. it up to a certain point, and then I j- jump ship like I'm a you know, rat on a ship, so is that a good metaphor? I don't even know. But oh, everybody knows what rat on a ship means. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I need that reinforcement for my ego. It's just like, you know, <laughs> a bird on a backdrop. It's like jumping out of a hot pan and into a glass house. That's right. Hell yeah, man. Make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and say what you want about Green Day, but Billy Joel Armstrong has turned into quite the DILF. I don't care what your feelings are on Green Day, but he's a total DILF. I think I care a little bit about that. <laughs> I'm not into midgets. <laughs> yeah, he's a short guy I, I for sure. But know. Phil and Samuel's just as short. So, I mean. Who? Hey, hey, you know, let's watch the short stuff. I know. Phil and Samuel, I know. that dude's like four foot eight. Okay. He's not really? four foot eight. There's every no way. Every Sully Erna's is like four ever, foot eight. Every Pantera picture ever is shooting upward. Take a look back <laughs> at the photos because he's so damn short. He's taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> that's Maybe a good threshold to cross. That's a good Maybe threshold. That's why his cross. voice is so deep. Yeah. Is, is he taller than Dio? Oh, well, Dio's no six is. feet under now, so he's minus six. Everybody oh. is. Oh, boy. So oh. is he under like 11? Too soon. Negative too 11 soon. foot. Oh, my bad. He's, 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 he's off there in the rainbow somewhere. Yeah, in the dark. <laughs> All right. Uh, case closed. Green Day, get the F out of the Hall of Fame. You're done. Bye-bye. Peace out. Oh, I'm, I'm happy. Thanks, guys. Hey. You, got, you got homework hey. for the next one, though. What if oh, I, I already know. I already know. What if I had a new band? It, it's, save it's, it. It's done. It's done. There's no, right. Save All it for right. the next one. We're moving on. Nate, Nate, that was an easy scapegoat for me. <laughs> Low hanging well, fruit. Yes. Like, like like I said in the last episode, when I when I brought him up, I, I thought for sure everybody was gonna be on board right off the bat, but Bon Jovi was a better choice. We, the first we had a personal vendetta. Yeah, Ben Bon, <laughs> yeah. bon Jovi crossed the crossed the wrong podcast. <laughs> you don't cross the mafia. Yeah. <laughs>
So that brings us to our album review. Uh, this was a fun choice in the way that we decided that while well, we started in the 60s last time, that was kind of what we were thinking. So you obviously just go to the 70s. And then there was like a small discussion about what's a good example of like the 70s music. And there's there's several, I think, genres, mini genres going on in the 70s in rock and roll. Um, obviously, disco is a part of it. We don't like it, but it's a part of it. Uh, you, but you had you had the southern rock movement kicking ass. You know, I mean, down mm-hmm. in the '70s, there's a huge resurgence of folk music uh, in the '70s as well. Um, guys like Gordon Lightfoot and stuff like that. Well, they they took a time off. You know, mm-hmm. there was an you know once rock and roll started kicking into high gear with more artists blooming every day. You know, folk bands, people that were inspired by Dylan, kind of faded away. Um, so this time, uh, you guys have chosen, um, and it's one that I kept my vote out of because I wanted, you know, last time I spoke up for Beatles, and uh, this time we chose Aerosmith. The album is Get Your Wings, 1974. It is a, uh, it's a fun listen, if I say so myself. I enjoyed myself for probably about 60% of it. I was talking with Dougie earlier at work about it being a 38-minute album. And he's like, that's how they always used to be. And I'm yep. like, I wish more bands would stick around 40. Is that a plane now, too? That's not, that's <laughs> not me. Trains and automobiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I live at gate, too. D- Doug's secret location, slightly less Buffalo secret. Buffalo Niagara International. I'm, I'm at the uh, anchor bar in the uh, terminal. <laughs> uh, so, let, yeah, let's go around and... Um, First, let's get thoughts on the band Aerosmith. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. Uh, leading into this, before listening to this album, your experience of Aerosmith, good, bad, a lot of it, not a lot of it? Uh, mostly good. Yeah. Um, the strongest recollection I have is from two different points in my life. Chilling at my godmother's house and, you know, back in the day, I used to listen to... Uh, no, now I'm gonna forget the names of them. What's the album with the five stones on it? Is it just called Stones or Diamonds or whatever? Oh, come on, Doug. Oh, we need you for oh, this. One. Rocks. Rocks. That's right. So I remember that one from back then. So anytime I hear anything off of that, it takes me to that. And then the other one is my mom played a lot of the Nine Lives album, which I got really used to that album. But it being so new, it was like what mid '90s, I think. So it's mm-hmm. not not too much of the old stuff outside of like the hits. So that's yeah. pretty much what I get from them. I enjoy them. Yeah. Well, that's I, what I kind of liked about this album. There was no hits plural, right? In my opinion, there was one hit. And I, then I there would was say, wasn't there two, two. on that? Yeah. Two. One in the front, one in the back. There. Yeah. I like the back half better if you divide yeah. it up. Um, not only that, their uh, association Matt, with Wayne's World. May had quite the reaction. I want to go to Matt next. So I have never been more indifferent about a band in my life, which I think is a good thing because I, I came into this thinking like, all right, this will really allow me to sort of have as much of an unbiased opinion about this album as possible. I knew I liked the Beatles going into our first episode, right? So like that wasn't, that wasn't a hard one for me, but um, this was interesting in that I was expecting so much more from Aerosmith and may, maybe it was the album mate, right? This was their sophomore album. Toys in the attic seems to be where all the hype is at. 
But man, some of the cheesiest lyrics that I've ever, like Lionel <laughs> Richie worthy. I was, I, I couldn't, man. Like I was, I even made a point, like I was listening to these songs, reading through the lyrics, trying to get, like trying to contextual, contextualize everything in the history of Aerosmith. And there are just some songs on this album where it, they just felt like filler songs. It really wasn't an inspirational album for me, but maybe it was just intended to be like, a party rock album or I, I don't know, maybe somebody can help provide a little more clarification on that, but it just didn't to me feel all that inspiring. Kind of like solid background noise, I guess. Right. I definitely listened to this album at a tailgate over ACDC. Yeah. I'll say that. I, yep. I take ACDC. I think I take ACDC. Ooh, we're divided. I like I silence. Aerosmith. If, if Aerosmith. those are the two choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just boo opposing fans. Uh, Doug, let's let's go to you. Someone maybe that's a little more closer alive for this album. (laughs) All right, Um, I'm not I'm I'm not going to try to be too long winded on this record, but I'll try to hit a couple points here. Yes, uh, lyric wise, man, yes, cheese, but it's the birth of cheese. It really is. I mean, it's like. This is this is where it was all started from. You know, I mean, this album came out, what, uh, 73? 74, I think. Four, so. Yeah. Okay, so 74, 1974. You know, the 70s and the 60s and 70s, I personally think were the two most important decades in music of so far to this date. I, I honestly believe that. And personally, this record... I really can't put my finger on it, but it just struck me in a way where it was like, oh, wow, these are kind of like dudes just jamming. Like it, it had this real underproduced, which was probably because it's, I think it's second or third record, and they were having a rough time. And um, like their first record didn't do anything. Their second record really didn't do much. And this is the first record that really came out from them that uh, produced, it did produce two hits. It was Colin and uh, that uh, same old song and dance. Those were the two, but I don't think they ever like, and it's a top 10, like single status, but I mean, I'm concerned though. Most popular. Yeah, but this record just just hit me in in a way where it was like I used to sit in this little upstairs room. Uh, I had a Phillips. Now you could probably find this in two seconds. It literally looked like a little miniature suitcase or a briefcase. So it was a little black case handled and you opened it up and on the top was two speakers and you had your record player and everything and it was all in this one thing and you could just take it anywhere you wanted drop it down plug it in play records i sat in front of this thing and listened to this record i'm telling you right now guys i've listened to both sides of this record hundreds of times and i don't know why and when you guys everybody started talking about aerosmith i'm like it's got to be get your you know it has to be and the second side is definitely, I agree with Alex, definitely, definitely the better side. 
Uh, when they go from the last two songs on the album, that train kept rolling, and then it goes, and it kind of kind of hear the crowd because that song's kind of half uh, in the studio, half live. The seasons of weather is one of the most is fantastic transition, and that seasons of weather song I told Alex today one of my most favorite songs of all time. It just I, I just love that song, and I have. To this day, I, I my mother bought all these records when I was a kid. Like you know, when they first came out, I have it to this day still, and I still throw it on. I still throw this record on all yeah. the time. It's just so raw and nasty, and you can tell th- this band was here on out until they broke up. It was on the way down. They were just aromatics. They were. They hated each other. I mean, it was not a pretty picture with you whatsoever. You know, they broke up. Everybody got clean. And then what did they do? Came out with the album Pump. And they became, after that, they had Angel and all that stuff and all mm-hmm. that corn all stuff. And I just left them. Okay, you guys make your money. I'm going to stay back here. You know, go ahead. You know, I'll catch the next bus out of town. I'm, Isn't I'm it happy typically like the you opposite I mean? in... And rock and roll, like typically the best albums are made when they're all messed up. Yes. But Aerosmith, it was well, the opposite. They got clean and like, oh, these guys are fantastic now. <laughs> yeah, good. Great point. Great point. They yeah. really were because, I mean, but these guys just, I mean, they, Joe Perry quits the band, you know, all this stuff. You watch these documentaries. Um, the drummer, oh, his name's escaping me right now. But he's got, when you watch him in, in an interview, got this weird tick where his eye like kind of like the side of his face is like <clears throat> like he glitches out a little bit yeah and he's like you see that, that go? he goes <laughs> <laughs> he goes that's steven tyler he goes that little glitch i got that's steven tyler he caused that <laughs> they hated each other <laughs> there it, it was not it was not a pretty picture you know the, it seems like it's always the drummers and the singers going yeah. to each other's throats yeah, yeah. <laughs> The ones that dare to wear the white belts. Well, it's weird. It's like every every drummer ever gets the least amount of spotlight, and the singer gets all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can understand uh, that will happen. The drummer is named jo- Joey Kramer. Joey I, I Kramer. Yep. Exactly. There you go. But you know, I mean, for the most part, those dudes stuck together. Yeah. I mean, Aerosmith is Aerosmith to this day. They're all still alive. You know. Well, I mean, true confessions of a podcaster right here. I. Uh, I didn't know that they weren't a new band when they came out like crazy and that album. I honestly saw them on on MTV or VH1 or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, I like this band Aerosmith. The V's got a bunch of cute chicks in it. That's awesome." And you know, (laughs) uh, come to find out, all aboard! Missed that train by uh, twenty five (laughs) years. See what I did there? (laughs) Professional podcaster. I don't, I don't know if Dougie's <laughs> Let's go over to Nate on this one. So with this album, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I the the only songs that I actually really liked were their two hits on it, which I actually didn't know that they were their their hits from it. Um, it just I went when I was listening to it, I felt like I was listening to the birth of hair metal. Yeah, like hmm. that's where like 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 the cheesiness comes from, right? Like yeah. I, I, I look at hair metal and I just think 
God, that's cheesy stuff. Like they're in it for the money and the, and the chicks. And like with Aerosmith, I, their first album, I, I really liked that album a lot because it's got like a real bluesy sound to it. And I felt like they kind of left that behind when they moved on to this one. Mm. And there, there was, you know, there, there was, there, there was some blues, you know, riffs and, and, and bluesy sound to it, but not, not as much. And, uh, I don't know. It just it didn't like, you know, like I said, I, I didn't hate it, but it just, I, I probably will never listen to any of those songs again after, after this podcast. You, you won't revisit? No, probably not. Okay. Okay. I was, I was actually, I came away with it shocked that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Well, I, I think, I think the main reason why I didn't enjoy it as much was because I liked the the first one so much. And this one, this, this album was just so different from, from that first one. And I, I read something somewhere there were uh, the guy, the guys from Aerosmith were talking about with the first album that they felt like they hadn't found themselves yet, that they were like, those guys were like really disappointed with that album. And when this one, when they wrote this one and when this one came out is when they were saying that they started, they were starting to find their sound. Yeah. So I, I read that and I thought, well, you guys, you guys should have kept looking. <laughs> well, it was a great time too, for music too. I was talking to Alex also today about this. Was we talk a back, lot, but <laughs> back, you know, back in, you know, the early days, the they used to come time. out with, they, they would come out with a record. Some people would come out with a year. They, they released a record every single year. You know, you would release a record. You'd go on, while you're on tour, you would. No, sometimes it was even twice a year. Yeah, sometimes twice a year. And it was just all the time. People just kept, just they just kept writing and recording and touring. Right? Record. Zeppelin did it. All those older bands did it. You know, and, and the funny thing is, it's like now, you know, you look at that, that um, the record sales for that. I think it's triple platinum, I mean, or something like that. I mean, that's three million records. Nobody even gets close to selling millions of records. They'll sell millions of downloads yeah. for a song. Yeah. But an entire record, nobody does that anymore. No, nobody. probably not. I'd, it's, it'd be interesting to how they even view it, because so many of these albums are just released to these streaming services. And then you, you're not downloading, you're not purchasing it. It's just there. You know what I mean? Right. So how's, how does that, what is it? Yeah. How does it counted? So that's a good point. I will say uh, before we head over to Gallardo for this, uh, the next part, um, I love Joe Perry's guitar tone in this. Oh. I dude, I, Oh my God. Same. Is it crunch? Crunch E. It seems to me like it's an old, like fifties or sixties Fender amp. Um, maybe Doug knows the answer to that, but that's what I sort of took away from it because it has that very like, I don't know, it's not really sharp in the mids. It's very sort of dark sounding, very gritty. Right. And, and you know, I, I I don't know what he played through, but this is the era where you were like, oh, this is a great sounding head, and I know these speakers. Oh, I got a hundred watt head. Well, I'm going to get a bottom, and a lot of people used to use partial bottoms. With you had a hundred watt head, you used thirty five watt speaker, fifty watt speaker, because you would just drive the shit out of them, yeah. and they would sound great. Yeah. You know, and then what'd you do? Uh, I knew what guitar I liked. 
but these pickups sound great. And you just plugged into your amp. Just plugged into your amp. There wasn't all this this metal zone and and all this other stuff that's out there now. You could just you you don't even need an amp now. All you need is an amp amp uh, uh, modeler or whatever you want to call that. And you plug in there, and you could choose an amp, and you could choose a pedal, and you could choose a guitar, and and your computer, and you can just tweak every little thing. Doug, can I just say that I love how you reference the technology that's like 30 years old? <laughs> There's no like metal zone pedals. And I'm like, wait a minute. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, there, there really wasn't. There was kids you know, in these Walkmans these days. <laughs> I, uh, I I completely get what you're saying with that too. Because I, I am, fin- Finchy knows from when, when we were in a band together, I, I was all about an organic sound. Like yeah. I, I plugged my guitar into my amp. And that that was it. I had it I had is- my Ibanez and my my Mesa Boogie, and that was my sound. You know, tweak oh. tweak tweak the uh, tweak the tones a little bit, and you, I don't I, I don't Ibanez I don't, I, what Nate Prestige. That's right, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, the guitar I'm the same, is gorgeous. I'm the same way to this day. I just plug right in, and yeah. the most I ever use and have ever used is a Vox Wah, and maybe like a chorus for like clean tone. Just to yeah. make it a little bit, you know, sure. more a little bit yeah. more colorful. Sure. And that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. The, yeah. the only thing, only thing I ever used was a delay pedal. That was that was about it. Yeah. I use all sorts of pedals because I'm a goofball. Uh Gallardo, Mike. Hey. Because you're such a fan of so many things. Uh, how'd you take this album? And uh were you an Aerosmith supporter before this? Um, I mean, Aerosmith, when it came on, was always like, you know, whatever, jammy. Um, growing up, I mean, my dad used to argue with me. I used to think, what well, a uh, dream on when he would tell me this is Aerosmith. I'm like, no, it's not. Because all I knew of Aerosmith was, you know, the 90s stuff, yeah. you know. Um, Crazy. Dude, I had, this, I had the same feeling with Dream On. When I heard that, I had no clue it was them. Like, we get full... Just to let you know, my dog's puking. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so, so we'll get some train and an airplane going over by, and <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, I'll mix it. Don't worry, I'll mix it all after we're done recording. It'll be solid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got like we had a full blown argument. I was probably ten, you know. He's oh, it's you know whatever. But um, what I didn't know about Aerosmith is that they're from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a, a Patriot song. Yeah, which has a Buffalo sports fan we're, kind of rubbed me the trained, wrong way. Yeah, we're trained to hate them. Yeah, but train, they they train. do. They have a Patriots. They wrote a song like for the Patriots. So, uh, with all that said, I got to come clean. And uh, for some reason, I listened to Toys in the Attic four <laughs> times. <laughs> Starting to lose. Be prepared for this. <laughs> Wait. So you listen to that album four times. How many times do you listen to Get Your Wings? None. None. All right. None. <laughs> Some reason I had toys and toys toys in the attic uh, uh, in my head because that got brought up. <laughs> we were talking about Aerosmith, so I was like, "Yeah, that's the album we got to listen to." I almost I almost listened to well, Toys in the Attic, and then I checked again. Oh no, I got to listen to this one. Yeah, that's that's oh, my what, bad. What'd you, what'd you think of that one? I hated it. I mean, obviously, aside from you know, walk this way. Yeah, and uh, I I love the collab. The hell's the name of the other song? Yeah, you got it. Whatever it is, I don't know. But then that, the that, that 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 
showed her my big 10 inch you know i know it's oh, yeah. talking about it it's just cheesy if you and, could see the migraine that mike's trying to press out between his eyes right now i'm just really mad because i was listening to it while we were all you know yeah i'm sorry. talking beforehand all so right is this like a common theme of steven tyler about how horny he is because like oh, yeah i would imagine oh yeah me? he kept saying he was in heat and i'm like what the shit <laughs> what am i listening to yeah oh to, yeah to be fair he looks like Probably the coolest grandma you've ever seen. He does now. <laughs> Dude, back in the 70s, like I bet if I asked my let's see 74, my mom's already married and has kids. Maybe, maybe she doesn't think about it. You, I don't know. Maybe she does. But either way, I would ask someone from closer to that generation, like, mm-hmm. wasn't he? He was a sex icon. He had to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, big time. And I will say. I will always go to bat for that dude's voice. I I think yes. that voice alone belongs in the Hall of Fame because it's just I love different, unique voices that aren't recreated. Yeah, it's they stand st- out, dude, Steven right? Tyler is Steven Tyler. That's it. No one else sounds oh. like him. He's the you only know what singer I think has a large mouth bath mouth. <laughs> he he can kill it. His lyrics <laughs> yeah. suck, but dude, his vocals are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You know he re- he reminds me of if like that was Chris Cornell's like. Ooh. Uncle, just the way <laughs> the way they both sing, like the the vocally. Yeah. Nah, I'm not saying they're on the same page. Chris Cornell's, right. I think, light years better than Stephen. Absolutely. But, yeah. Well, no, you're they, right, though. I think from like a technique standpoint, they're both very similar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Jerka? Do you you were were you a fan at all? Were you exposed like from your parents at all? Did you yeah, listen to the right a- album. I did miss the right album. Um, <laughs> um, when I grew well, growing up, it was, you know, whenever my parents listened to 97 Rock, Aerosmith uh, was always on there. And I was, you know, generally indifferent to it. But when it was played over and over again, when you're indifferent to something, you kind of get sick of it, like, quicker. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of had a more of a meh to, like, negative connotation to Aerosmith. Um, so that's kind of what I went in with my expectations of it. And then yeah. like, I listened to, when I was listening to the same old song and dance, I'm like, oh, I've heard this song a million times. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Let's move on. And then, um, you know, I like the, I, I, I like the, uh, the, the B side better. I do like train up the roll one. And then, mm-hmm. um, I did like seasons of wither too. That kind of, that's, that, that kind of surprised me that, you know, it was a little bit more, you know, something like a pleasant surprise to it. No, it definitely, in, in my opinion, I thought it the, that second half was the pleasant surprise because it starts off with a banger, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I, I never heard the second track, I mean, the Lord of the Thighs before, but that was yes. when I first picked up on Joe Perry's guitar tone. I'm like, yeah, ooh, I like this. That's probably one of my favorites on there yeah. outside of the big ones. Yeah. Dude, it's good guys, crunch, guys, good crunch. You- you guys lost me for a minute. Dougie. No, he's no. back. We knew you. We we had you on a tether. You were good. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It just, where did you go? App crashed on me. It happens. It happens. But um, anyways, I, I, let me go let me backtrack real quick. Well, we, we voted out Aerosmith just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, saying, you guys know that I, I don't know if it, when it caught out, but did you guys know that they were in uh, Steven Tyler was in Polar Express? What? Yes, what? he was. Yes, yes, yeah, at the end. yes, at the end. Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The big party when when Santa's flying away. Well, not for nothing. I haven't seen that movie all the way straight through, so I might have fail on your part. Well, I've seen it straight through. Are we talking about overrated movies now? No, Jim Carrey's French over Polar Express all day. That's a new podcast. Mr. Grumpy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking that hey, Tom Hank. The Tom ah, Hank Humbug. Oh, that, did you, that's did the you one. Guys, oh, was it? Guys, mm-hmm. Did you guys know this? The title, Get Your Wings? Probably not. came from? Mm-hmm. Eating. That, no, that, never mind. Uh, the, the title, Get Your Wings, uh, the other guitar player, Brad <laughs> Whitford, yes. he used to work in a beverage company You know, before he was in, a, uh, in Aerosmith. You know, and him and his buddy were sitting around drinking some Kool-Aid and and um, other things. And the guy tripped over something. I can't remember. Like, it was like a, you dunked your peanut butter in my chocolate kind of thing, right? Did so he trip over a Red Bull can? He fell, and he they discovered Red Bull. <laughs> I was joking, and but what the like, hell? And he was like, dude, he's like, dude, get your wings, man. He's like, yeah. And then... Yep. I can't tell if I need to say here we go or not. No. <laughs> For those that know Doug, he, he let us down. He let us down a path there. <laughs> and uh, good good on most of you and not taking the bait. Uh, he's gotten me many a times before. I, so, I had I Red Bull bouncing. Job. I had Red Bull uh, bouncing in the back of my head that he, whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Get your Maybe it was too on the nose. I so I tried. Let's let's stick around. We'll start with Alex. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down on a recommendation for this specific album. Whether or not I should tell somebody to listen to it. If you not. would tell someone like, this is a good album, get down with it. It's it's a solid album. It wouldn't be the one that I would tell people to listen to Aerosmith over. Fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of goes back to what I conferred with Matt there. It's kind of good background noise for the most part. I would say that I, if you threw this on at a party and I'm having beers, like, mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with it. Right. Um, Nate, let's go with you next. Um, no, cause, cause like I said, I, I liked the, the album before this a lot more. So if I was going to tell somebody to go listen to Aerosmith, that's what I would tell them to listen to. Okay. There was, so no this is this. not one that I would rec- recommend. Uh, What's the name of that album? I was going to say it's called it's self-titled. Yeah, yeah, it's What's just it? self-titled. Was it really? Okay. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, it has. Uh, uh, he's just testing you. <laughs> uh, Dream on. Mm. Uh, Dream on's on it. That's that's the big one on it. Yeah. Uh, it's got Doug, work in there. Do you big fan of this one too? Me? Yeah. Yeah. The, the other. <laughs> I thought that was obvious. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I knew it was obvious. I love this. This this album is is uh yeah, it's a big one. Okay. But but we're both in agreement that those uh two of the last three tracks are straight bangers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Those are really fun to listen to. All of a sudden, then I'm, I'm on, you know, taking a longer ride home than normal, and uh I got this <laughs> album again, and I'm just like, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't. I didn't imagine enjoying a, a, a mini road trip. Um, and like, oh, Aerosmith, yeah. But I was in the right headspace. Uh, Gallardo, we're skipping you because you knew the homework yet again. Two weeks in a row. Let's keep this up. Let's make this a listen, tradition. Listen, steady. If anything I learned. F. 
I learned to listen to the B side of it, and um, I would not recommend Toys in the Attic. <laughs> <laughs> you got a two for one here on the podcast. Uh, uh, how about you, Dave uh, Jarka? Let's what, what's what's your recommendation? Uh, probably an A. Um, okay. I, I I actually Aerosmith was one of the band. I did go through their like months and months ago. I went through their catalog, and I probably would actually recommend Toys in the Attic before get the wings yeah yeah see? yeah they see they yeah they you know they save their good stuff <laughs> for the third about third that's third album right or is this or is that the second yeah. album third that's the third album okay get your wings is the second isn't it? right that's what i thought uh matt yay or nay oh man if they removed like lord of the thighs i like that song oh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's like that's the one with the driving bass in line in it too right it's just Har- just, yeah that's that's the harvey weinstein song right oh i don't know the background oh we might lose some listeners on that one no if you listen to the lyrics of the song essentially the whole meaning of the song boils down to there's an attractive woman and therefore she should have sex with him because she's in the same place as him. Exactly. <laughs> it's the whole song. Exactly. What's wrong? It just, that's it, that's it, 70s it, rock right there. It was the, the 70s. The it and actually, the lyrics, I'm your man piled more of the thighs. Come it on. <laughs> Come on. It, it, sound, it makes so it sound horrible. like he has... Makes it sound uh, like he has control over her too, the way he words things. Yeah, I'm gonna mix some noodles up in those lyrics and have oh. some delicious mac and cheese. <laughs> take well, how, how many? Take off SOS, and I'll give it a thumbs up. Otherwise, I can't. Okay, okay. Uh, I gave it a thumbs up because I had fun listening to it. I don't know how much fun. I can't quantify that, but I will say this, uh, Nate. Can't you just picture this sliding in to just uh dazing confused soundtrack? You know what I mean? Any one of those absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. All day. Great movie. Fantastic movie. And that's literally when I listen to this, I'm like, just this just makes me want to watch Dazing Confused right now. Eh. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> dazing Confused is my man's polar express. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh so we added something onto the end of this show that we're going to try and get through in sort of a timely fashion. Uh, I'm not going to play you off like they do in the Oscars, but at the same time, um, be ready for the boo when you're talking too long to try and get through the draft. <laughs> uh, Alex, I need you to do one thing for me real quick. Okay, Can you hit r- the randomize button on the list there three times, please? Let me know when you're completed. No cheating. One. No cheating. That's one. Yeah, one through. Good, good. Let's do. Okay, we're through two. Good, good. And go trois. Okay. Uh, read them off, please. We have Mike, Brian, Doug, myself, Matt, Nate, and Jarka. You guys Beautiful. cheated. Beautiful. Hey, three three times. You, Jarka, you have the snake, sir. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Yep. Beauty. Yep. He's going to rake it, too. Oh, yeah. you were. It, he's, he's, he's like, this is perfect. I can make this work because he's 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 a big draft guy. He's a big fantasy football guy. So <laughs> he's rubbing his hands so, over there. <laughs> think, think about Just, this before we get into this. Think about twenty four guitars. Yeah, yeah. We're it's selecting huge. the top. It is going to be so slim, so quick. Um, so, I imagine most of my guys are not even on most of these lists. <laughs> I'm probably right there, would you? So, um. Who has questions? Any questions? 
we're we're doing four four rounds. The the goal is to get the four. I would like each of us to have our own Mount Rushmore as best as we can get out of this. Okay. I thought uh, it was five, so now I got I got decisions to make. So, Mike, uh, you are kicking it off. I know you don't want this spot. I feel bad <laughs> for you, my friend. I'll trade you. This is stupid. Ooh. This is just like fantasy Ooh. football. If you trade, Man. you Ooh. have to keep this because I have a different list in front of me. So, if you're gonna swap picks, I that's like, on you guys. No, no, I like no, no, let's just let's that. just let's just stick with it. <laughs> yeah. I like the concept of a trade because you don't see it. Yeah, you know, you yeah. never see it in these. A trade that'd be the first that I've witnessed out of all your broadcasting or well, podcasting, <laughs> there, Brian. Oh, all my crafting and drafting. Yes. Um, it almost happened with the inaugural one, which is back when, by the way. When did we start crafting and drafting? No, when when's it coming back? Oh, in the fall. Right. Not now. In the fall. Cheap. When when beers are flowing even more. Ooh, football season. No pressure, Mike. You're just selecting what you deem to be the greatest guitars of all time. No big deal. Don't drop the ball here. Oh boy. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. Uh I'm gonna go Chuck Berry. Ooh. Oh. It because was on if, mine. It, if it wasn't for Chuck Berry, we wouldn't even be talking right now. We wouldn't be having this conversation. We mm. wouldn't have any of our music that we're, you know. Like he is the guy. Yeah. Like he made rock and roll. He made the rock star. Like everything, every guitar that's ever been broken on stage, lit on fire, any, like anything. He started it. So that's, 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 that's my pick. I didn't want to go first, but I figured he'd be there a little bit later. You may not get a lot of fan favorite votes, but those that know, know. Hey man, listen, this is about, you know, it's those sleeper picks. Yeah. <laughs> he he is important to the instrument of guitar as Les Paul is. As oh, you know what I mean? As I guess I can so it's up to me. I guess I could just name mine now. <laughs> also great pick, Mike. I also do not like do not like having the second pick. Second pick seems it's too soon. I don't I was hoping I to get some stragglers. Might be harder than the first pick. You think so? I think it might be. Well, he doesn't have the ability of being the first big um, revolutionary guitar player, but he definitely goes down as the one that everyone thinks of. I'll take Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, yeah. it's it's he gets more credit than he probably deserves, mm-hmm. and at the same time, I'll say. His fellow bandmates don't get nearly the attention they also should. Right. Yeah. Oh, overshadowed. It's like, it's like Les Claypool. The, the drummer. I, I don't Mitch know Mitchelson. Yeah. Stay tuned phenomenal. for the bass drive. Amazing drummer. <laughs> that dude was was decades ahead of his time. Like, like you dropped him in off a time machine and just said, hey, do you know those things they did in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I started that. <laughs> so yeah, that Jimi Hendrix though, you know, the whole flipping the right-handed guitar over and then restringing it to be able to play left. Which until I played guitar, I never quite understood what that meant. I was like, I was like, no oh, big deal. You just turn the guitar over. I'm like, no dummy, because then the strings would be backwards. Yep. That's what you did. Which he could still do because he's probably that good. 
The other thing I like about him, diehard football fan. He was a huge football fan growing up, wanted to play football, but was he a Bills fan? I don't think we existed then, but not in his childhood. Probably didn't exist. Well, Um, Seahawks fan. Seahawks, you probably, ooh, I don't know. They would have started with the AFC as well, the AFL. Mm, Now we're crossing over into the two point territory. Check out Two Point Conversation right here on the network. (laughs) Hey. Seagulls fan. Yeah, Seagulls fan. We're all Seagulls fans. And then um, the other thing that I love about him is he was an Army man. You know, dude dude went and served. So he was in a, um, he did parachuter, uh, paratrooper. And you know who you know whose band he was in before he became famous on his own? Santana? Little Richards. Oh shit. I did not know that. You dropped Santana knowledge on us last time, so I thought you were coming back with it. No. Like what (laughs) is draft pick? I I won't bring Santana up ever again. Santana and Hendrix both at Woodstock, though I do know that. Also, which I met a man today that has never uh, didn't when I said Woodstock, he had no idea what I was talking about. Wow. I know it was weird. Wait, how old was he? It was really he's weird. He's like 20, 28 years old. Oh, no. Times are changing. His parents he are from four. Vietnam. So <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see. I, I went second. So Jimmy, Doug. Doug is third. All right. Well, Eddie Van Halen. Yep. That was, I, I was torn. Was coming. I was so yeah. torn between Eddie and Jimmy. If I if I had taken Eddie, would you have taken Jimmy? Uh Probably, Uh, you know, the whole thing is, is this, is that, you know, I mean, you know, without just digging into every last detail, you know, Mm -hmm. what are you going to think? You're going to think somebody who's really pushed the limits of guitar, you know, revolution, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen comes out and then you have this whole period of time where people are taking him and they're taking his influence. And, you know, there's tons of people that were fantastic guitar players and stuff like this. And then. All of a sudden, someone comes out that's like, wait a minute, I'm just right off the rails. And Eddie Van Halen was that kind of guy. You know right. what I mean? Jimi Hendrix was that kind of guy. And Eddie Van Halen, to me, was bacon. He was the gateway meat. He was the gateway guitar player. He was the gateway of everything. He started it. I couldn't believe I was hearing his guitar tone. The One of, if not the most recognizable guitar tone out there. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, also, and he was just—he's just unbelievable. I yeah. mean, that's it. I mean, I can't say very much more than that. No, it it he he's he's part of that. When you look at like evolution of playing guitar, and there's going to be certain times that the needle jumps like way up the chart, yeah. and Eddie's definitely one of those. Yeah, which is like. You had a lot of bands doing a lot of generic bullshit. And then Eddie Van Halen said, "Do you ever think about doing this with a guitar?" And everyone's like, "What the fuck? You can't do, you can't do that. You can't, you're gonna break the guitar. What are you doing? Watch me." <laughs> so and God bless that man. His, yeah, a lot of his stuff too. He just kind of came up on his own. Look at the solo for "Beat It." He didn't have anything written. He just made that up on the fly. And he was so ridiculously honored that that Michael Jackson wanted him. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Good choice. Uh let's see here. Who is next? Um oh Alex. Yeah. All right. So Dougie, way to cross one off my list, prick. Anyway. <laughs> Probably every list, I'm sure. I can see um, your list. <laughs> you bastard. Tattooed on your arm. Would you put that thing away? Shush. 
All right. So I'm taking a, an experimental route. A highly experimental route. Tom Morello. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first three go and I'm like, yeah, I'm taking Tom early. Yeah. 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 Mm-mm. I thought he'd last longer. <laughs> Actually, when I, I was, I, I was I, when I was making my notes, I'm like, I bet you fucking it's either going to be Alex or Nate that take fucking Tom before I do. That's, it's oh, another I, jump. It's another. I jump never even thought about him. Well, I mean, that's because you kind of suck. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, Nate. It's nothing. Nothing against him. Nothing against him. Just Dude, not when, uh, not the direction I was thinking. When it's you sit, when you sit there and listen to the noises that he makes out of a guitar that like I could have swore up and down. It's a backtrack or it's synthesized in some form. No, it's him just fucking around and figuring out brand new shit. Have you ever watched like his demo videos? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, or like Jesus, man, I don't play guitar. And I'm like, how does anybody do that? And, And the best thing about him is if you strip him down and have him just play an acoustic, guess what? He's still an, amazing guitar player mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you can take away all his fun pedals and all the the fun things he likes to do with the pick um and manipulating guitar tone but you know it, here's here's just a generic s- piece of shit kmart guitar dude's so good of like well what <laughs> interesting so him pick and, there him and uh adam jones from tool they mm. grew up together Hmm. They're from the same. They're from the same town. Adam Jones' good mother was a teacher, and they were both together. That's how far far back they go. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. so pretty, pretty cool. The more you oh, know. um, side story, real quick. I can't remember. You brought up Kmart guitar. It's a Smashing yeah. Pumpkin song. Fuck! It's off a of Siamese Dream. I can't forget, or I can't remember what uh the song. Nineteen seventy nine. No, that's oh, not that's wrong no. album. Uh, no, today I'm looking at the song titles right now. And it's not doing anything for me. Um, but uh, Billy Corgan actually like there's a there's a squeal in the guitar. Like apparently the guitar was so cheap that it was just feedback, and they decided to just keep it when they were recording it. Yeah, that's, that's just a fun fun little factoid. But I wish I could remember what the hell song it was. You gotta love experimental. Go back yep. and listen to the album. That's your homework for next episode. Let's see if you fulfill this. Oh, God, here we go. Dude, it's like high school all over again. Yep. Uh, listen to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. I do, <laughs> we used to crush that album. I like, I do. Siamese Dream is so much better. Uh, let's go to Matt now. Matt's turn to pick. Matt, is this your first ever draft? It is. Very excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first pick on my list. I don't know if anyone else here actually has this person on their list, but it's Thurston Moore, Sonic Youth. He was what I would call the grandfather of shoegaze music. If you ever have looked at this man's collection and the influence that he's had on rock music, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. So Thurston Moore, first pick. Okay. Anyone else? Nobody else was there some more? Uh, dude, I'm not. Uh, I am aware of oh. Sonic Youth, but I've never studied them enough to. I've heard the name. I'm going to shoot you a, a <laughs> link after. There's a, a series called Show Me Your Junk. And they, awesome. Yeah, 
um, and they go through like all these different musicians in history and they just go through their studios and they go through all the items that they own it's just his episode is one that sticks out okay, okay. that sounds entertaining actually yeah it's, it's a great series i'll put it in the group chat cool right on uh nate all right so my pick when 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 i was trying to decide who i was going to take i wasn't sure if i was going to take him in the first round but I fully believe that he is worthy, would have been worthy of the first overall pick. Without him, I don't think anything with an electric guitar would be as it is today. I am taking the king, BB King, with his baby Lucille. Mm. He is like, he is blues. The right and, king. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and, you know, mo- most mo- most rock, most metal, mo- almost anything that we listen to today stems from blues, and it just that is him. And I I am so happy that I got to see him. Uh, I did know, too. Per- perform live. Where did you see him? Awesome. To see. I I want to say it was. Uh, uh, he played with uh, Beck. No, no, it was uh, the outdoor outdoor place uh, in uh, Niagara Falls, I think. Art Park. I can't think. Of, I can't remember. Yeah, the name. I yes, think that's yes, the only one out there, there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, Art Park. Uh, That'd be where BB King yeah. would play around here too. And, yeah, and that just it, it was awesome to see him and just even you know. That was forever ago. So he was sitting up there. He, he was old and he was still ripping it. Like I uh, yeah. just, I, I, I can sit back and listen to any of his stuff all day long. I just, I love it. <laughs> and without him, I think it would be where we're at today. Yep. I think he's. Go ahead, Doug. No, I said there's a story out there and I can't remember who it was. I think it's when he played with me too. I think he did. Yeah, he did a song with you too. And they were like, hey, BB, you know, what's going on? You know, look, here's the chord progression. He's like, BB, don't play no chords. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Jarka, for two, two in a row for you. I have my number one ranked guitarist still available. There you go. So I'm, I'm going to take him, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughn. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, I yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my um, back in the when I was growing up, like in high school, I always said that Hendrix was the best. And then my buddy, he's, my one my one friend would always be like, "No, it's Stevie Ray Vaughan, Stevie Ray Vaughan." And he's like, "You need to listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan." And he's like, "He he plays Hendrix better than Hendrix." So he's like, "You need to listen to Little Wing." So then finally, I begrudgingly like, "Oh, you're not. Oh no, it can't be." So I finally listened to Little Wing, and I'm like. Dude, yeah, you're right. I can't argue against it anymore. <laughs> that voodoo child. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a fantastic rendition of that song. It's unbelievable. When uh, when I decided on B.B. King, it was down between Stevie Ray Vaughan and B.B. King. But I decided to go for for the old guy. <laughs> Makes it makes perfect sense for him. I mean, definitely for Big became justifiable there. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, I might uh, I might be remembering that uh, Finchie over there might not be a big fan of this pick. I don't like Stevie Ray Vaughan at all. Every song sounds the same. 
<laughs> it's like listening to the Beach Boys or the BC Boys. This is your, oh, you, you can't think of another rhyming pattern. It's the same. I'm sorry, I go on a tangent. Oh, I thought that was Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Eminem. Flashback to when we were talking about uh, better when they were sober or when they were uh, all dirtied up. Definitely Eminem was up. way better when he was dirtied up. Mm-hmm. Whatever he was doing, the man was was awesome. And then he got sober, and then he sucked. No shit. He and then rapped, he got it he back. About half and then the he got it back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just not a fan. I understand the talent. I understand that I'll 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 never touch anything he's ever done ever in my lifetime, and uh, definitely worthy of Mount Rushmore. Just not mine. Uh, right, wait, so- Jarka has. Choice two. <laughs> I just hit the John real quick because I got the bladder the size of a fucking pea. Who? <laughs> oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No, he's up there, though. I mean, if you look at yeah. the list, he's probably top five on most lists. Oh, yeah. He didn't hit mine. <laughs> uh, okay. Dark has got his second choice now. All right. I'm going to go. I could go. I want to pick an Ozzy guitarist here. So. Oh, here we're, we go. We're going to go Randy Rhodes. I'm not yes. Gonna, Gotta go. Yes. Boom. Right on. That's my dude. Big time. Yeah. Great pick. Between him and Zach for me, but I'm gonna go for Randy here. Gotta gotta go with the original guy. Period is is so short with him in in comparison to how long Ozzy's been around. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. If if somebody said pick explain to me Randy Rhodes, I go listen to the guitar solo on over the mountain. Mm-hmm. That guitar solo is mind blowing. I don't even know what the hell. I really don't. It's some kind of Zen finger human thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's just, it's nuts. It's well so put, cool. Doug. Well put. Well, you know, I got to wait. Anyway. Anyways, uh, Nate, <laughs> your second pick. <laughs> My second pick. Put him to the fucking floorboard. I am. I am going with somebody who just can absolutely fucking shred it. Uh, I'm going with Malmstein. Oh, he okay. is just an incredible guitarist. And what makes what what pushes him over the top for me, which makes him, I think, deserve to be on any Mount Rushmore is the fact that he got criticized for being a one-trick pony. So in retaliation to that criticism, he went out and wrote an entire symphony that he played with the uh, Japanese Philharmonic, which is just friggin' awesome to listen to. If I'm having trouble sleeping at night, that's what I'm going to put on because it's relaxing, yet you still have Malmsteen shredding in the background, and it's just great. I absolutely love it. I saw him... uh, my dad and I went a couple of years ago to the Generation X tour, and he was playing there. And just oh, yeah. watching him play was just absolutely incredible. And oh, it's just mind blowing the things that he can do. Yep. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, Matt, for your second, sir. So my second pick is going to be Lou Reed. Mm. Hmm. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Very open ended. 
All right. Um, I don't know. So when I think of Lou Reed and and the impact that he's had on the genre, I was let me actually. I might want to. I might want to pull back this. Oh no! Yeah, oh, whoa, it was already back. on the board. I, it was already no, on the board. No board. No, there's no board. I'm gonna, can, I'm it, pull back. it is his first draft. Let's give him Sorry, a break. Yeah, it's my first draft. Okay. <laughs> he can pull it back. Because I don't want to potentially risk losing somebody else here, which is going to be Bob Weir. That's how drafts work. Yeah. 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 You got to think of people that might take a guy from, yeah. from, from yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, so Bob Weir is my second choice. I mean, when I think of the Grateful Dead, I know a lot of people consider Jerry to be, the, I guess, to have more of the impact, right? He's, in my opinion, much worse of a guitar player. Bob Weir has had the ability over decades to put any rhythm behind a lead section. And I think in terms of like putting together, you know, each of our Mount Rushmore's, I just didn't want to have four guys up there um, that are just going to be shredding the whole time. Right. Like there needs to be some variety there. And so when I, mm-hmm. you know, had my first pick of Thurston Moore and now going into Bob Weir, like I think that it almost is like a super group and that you need to have all these sort of different personalities who have affected you know, um, so much of, uh, of this genre. So Bob, Weir, final choice. <laughs> final. That, what is that? What was that? To, who wants to be a millionaire right there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly it was. Do you want to call anybody on that? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I like use to use my phone, a friend. Well, it kind of like seems like he pulled the audience right there. Hey, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took a mulligan for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys approve of that response or is that? I wasn't going to take him, my friend, but, but literally we're tackling such a ridiculous topic on our first one here. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Alex, your second, sir. I am going to select the birthday boy today. Oh, his name is Brian May. Oh, Oh, it's his birthday. Mm -hmm. I hate this just as much as fantasy drafts. It is. (laughs) It is. So much of my childhood, listening somebody, to his riffs, his solos. Oh my! Somebody go get the Beatles' White Album and play the Happy. <laughs> Stop it! I, I've had enough of that. <laughs> just any anything I've ever heard from Queen and from Brian is just mind blowing, legendary stuff. Top five all hair team, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah had a lettuce. That guitar solo in uh, We Will Rock You. Mm-hmm. My all-time favorite guitar solo. Unparalleled. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, 100%. It has been for as long as I can remember. That guitar solo in that song is just... It's just really- yeah. Oh, so much of his guitar work, I think, is just... You know, exactly what that band needed, and I thought exactly what the 80s kind of needed because yeah. he didn't lose he, he didn't it seemed like he brought just enough of the 70s in with also putting his own spin on what he thought guitar like leads should be speaking of 70s. it was like another voice it was like another like a, oh, another absolutely. front man out there when he was playing mm-hmm. yep. speak speaking of 70s this makes his 75th birthday oh wow. happy birthday glad you didn't hey. get aids <laughs> what? What? Have, too soon? What? Wouldn't what? you have had to sleep with Freddie for that? No, you? anyone could have got oh, AIDS back then. Did. Yeah, back then it was horrible. I'm just glad he's still around, dude. It was an epidemic. <laughs> Jeez, what a turn! Friend. Happy birthday! Wow. AIDS. 
<laughs> I'm glad he's still alive and he didn't and he engaged. I don't know what you guys are. What's the problem here? So there's Jesus. there's actually <laughs> he have, also have did not guys, get AIDS. You guys seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? Not yet. I, it, I fell asleep. It is so it. solid. There's um there's a scene where they're recording in the Spoiler studio. Alert. There's there's mul- yeah there's multiple scenes where they're recording in the studio, and Brian comes out and just runs Dougie's favorite solo to a T perfectly no notes missed and it's just amazing all these years later it's still like nothing mm-hmm. and an astrophysicist yes. that's true mm-hmm. yes it is that's Absolutely very cool 100%. when you move the strings it shoots the molecules around yeah <laughs> uh doug uh, your second choice <laughs> all right my second choice is steve i you <laughs> steve i to me is just Mm-hmm. He's unbelievable. His the whole history of that guy. Um, you know, I, I, I guess you could say that every person in the yeah, you could you could definitely say every person in this draft was probably born to play guitar and they happened to find their path and that's what they did. But I'll tell you, Steve I just he is incredible. He oh my gosh. Uh finding out that a he was in Zappa's band when he was 18 years old. And previous to that, he used to transcribe all of Zappa's um, songs into um, notation. So Zappa was, you know, writing all these weird songs, but he didn't have it on sheet music. And that was Steve I's job. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah, he turned into this great guitar player. And then he started, he was second fiddle on Zappa's band for quite some time. And they actually gave him his own song called Stevie Spanking. Then to tie this all in, we Malmsteen was in a band uh, before he was kind of getting up there called Alcatraz. You guys ever hear of this band? No. Mm-hmm. So Alcatraz was Ingwie uh, Malmsteen. And who was his replacement? Steve I. Steve I comes in and then. You know, I really started getting into this guy in David D. Ross band. And then when he released that solo album, um, Passion and Warfare, and then that song on there, For the Love of God, is just, if you want to talk about a song that takes you from point A to point B, like, starts out, it's just a beautiful melody. And before you know it, you're in some other place you don't even know. And this guy is just, it's just so effortless and melodic, and I just can't say enough about it. He's, he's fantastic. Absolutely. Else. When uh, when I saw Malmsteen with the Generation X tour, uh, he was playing too, yeah. and just watching him play, just same thing it was just just incredible. Oh. Like just the stuff that some of these guys can do. Like I I wasn't a great guitarist. I, I was okay. But I can't imagine doing some of the shit that these some of these guys can do. Yeah, it's just incredible. Pure God given talent. Um, kind of like this guy, where I think I need to take him before Mike can get him. Sorry, Mike. I'll take Dimebag. I'm, I'm shocked he made it this long. Come on, right? I think Mike's about to rage quit. <laughs> I might. Uh, I think I think Dimebag kind of took on, um, he he took on a spot that maybe Eddie wasn't willing to go, 
like dime dime playing live as far as i understand didn't always sound great it wasn't always the best show you know the guy was kind of a mess with with his drinking and stuff but it was it was the embodiment of of bringing this new heavy sound the only thing and i know it was a change of sound forever and doug you're probably gonna give me some slack for this but if i could hear him some through some delicious tubes Instead of yeah, what, he, he you know what right. I mean? He was a solid state guy through and through, man. through and through. And it gave him his tone. It gave Pantera it's, it's vibe. It's, it's feel. So you would change it 100% and it would sound a lot different, but at the same time, it's like right before he passed, he was coming out with his own amp and it was going to have tubes in it. So uh, even he, at, at least confirm with Dean tomorrow at work, uh, Doug, about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what he told me one time, is that he was coming out with his own, and they may have I, even released it after his death. I um, wanna, yeah, I want to. I want to think that he did. Yeah, does. yeah. But it, it's it's the way that obviously starting as that hair metal band, but <laughs> he he found his sound even then in the hair metal band, and you know it's very iconic, very one of a kind. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. If you got a drink, would you raise it for dime bag? None of the other dead guys. Black tooth. Vinny as well, of course. <laughs> I was gonna say but we're on guitarist talk. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy dead. <laughs> um honestly Eddie's Eddie's dead. I would I would have to say Vinny would be very accepting of Zach being the one to fill it. I think so. Yeah, for probably. Sure. Yeah, probably. Sure. I just yeah, remember yeah, I remember Vinnie Paul saying that he didn't. He thought of say they reformed Pantera, that it would be disrespectful to Dimebag too. So, mm-hmm. I, it's going to give me a little apprehension. Like, what do the people that are surviving left in the Abbott family think about it? Like, I kind of would like, wonder about that. I'd, so, I'd like I, to Dime's think Dime's they... old lady hated Phil. Hmm. And she she blamed she blamed him she for blamed the breakup. Phil for it. Yeah. 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 Um on, the, on the the other thing hand. that's unique when it comes to us and where we record is out of Western New York slash Buffalo. That was the live last live show that Dime ever played before he was shot in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, with damage uh, Columbus. Playing, right? Columbus. Oh, was Columbus there's a Columbus State in between? Yeah. It was, the, no, he got the Oh, it was Columbus. I'm sorry. Was it the El Rosa Vista or whatever? Vista? Yeah. Yeah. But the um, last they, show. They I just knocked that building down recently, too. Good. Wow. I blamed Icon. you for the breakup. Well, now you just killed the only chance of them getting back together. Fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, Mike for two. You get two picks in a row, my friend. I hate this more than I hate a fantasy football draft. <laughs> well, don't be picking after me or before me in that either. I'd make your life a no. living hell. No, you wouldn't. I'm yes, perfect would. at that. He I'm does it to me every freaking year. That's why. I, that's why I win championships. Anyways, uh, I got to go. Dave Mustaine. Ooh. And he wasn't on my radar for this. Doug, your reaction is amazing. <laughs> Until a buddy of mine, um, Nate Finchie, you might know him, uh, Joel Squelch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sent me. What sent me name. the new. Sent me the new uh, Megadeth video and song and god 
damn, he still got it at 60 years old. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. And, uh, I'm not going to leave the Metallica Dave Mustaine thing alone, but yeah, I was going to go dying big this round, but any, like anytime that. I hear his name, I go straight to a meme where it shows this dude staining a deck and it says it has his face. It says <laughs> Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear his voice or I even think of mega death, I always think of Doug um, being, having a coworker that we just, had dropped upon us being told that Doug's a huge fan of Megadeth when Doug's just okay with Megadeth. I don't think no, you hate I, him. I love Megadeth. Oh, you do this love is, him. Is, yeah, see, this is where it all started. Okay. Because that dude you're talking about was a huge fan and they knew I was a huge fan. So this is why this whole thing started. Oh, match, match made in heaven there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask off the air who the hell that is. It was this dude named John. He's from South Buffalo. That narrows it down. Uh, one of those I don't remember his last there. name. Yeah, those South Buffalian, Buffalonians. Is that where you're residing guy. right now, Gallardo? Oh, I'm at Cheek to Waga. Cheek to Vegas. Glad you got same out of there. Thing. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Jarka or Gallardo would agree with you on that. <laughs> no. South Buffalo and Cheek to Waga, no. <laughs> uh, your second or your third pick, Mike. Vernon Reed from Living Color. Oh. Okay. That dude fucking shreds. I saw them live for the first time a few years ago, and I never knew anything outside a cult of personality. And I stood there in awe. And I've been a fan ever since. That's that's all I got. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I feel he belongs on mine. So, yeah. I'm still in awe. Like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were, they, they didn't get nearly the attention they probably should have for their musical abilities. No, definitely not. Um, because they kind of get caught up in a, I don't know. They, it seemed like they were left out of that West Coast metal scene. Like they weren't thought of like worthy of touring with them. I mean, they did a lot for like that whole like funk metal sound. I mean, as far as like with 311 and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, they're definitely an influence. Rage, I believe. Oh, sure. Influence sure. of Rage. Yeah. So, I mean, they they definitely deserve more recognition than they get. They're definitely underrated, especially. Yeah. I mean, all of them. All of them are talented. Every single member of that band is fantastic at what they do. Mm-hmm. I would say. Uh... One of the best uh, frontmen of that era, too. Yep. Interesting pick. Didn't see that coming from you. Leaves me with a, a weird selection here that I didn't think I would get one of the these two guys I'm torn between. Now, I bumped Dimebag up ahead of these guys just because I know that I wouldn't, with two picks from Mike, I wouldn't have got them back. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Yeah. So oh. um, it, it's torn between two big time heavyweight bands here and uh i'll take my chances and i will take jimmy page here hmm. yeah gotta go at some point it gotta go at some point deservedly the thing about him lasted this long it's it's tough right i mean we're selecting so many amazing guitars so i think 
Jimmy Page, where he excelled, I have always heard, was in the studio and a collaborator more than anything. Like gifted guitar player, obviously, you know, very technically like phenomenal player. But more than anything, dude could write. He could write amazing, life changing songs. I mean, Stairway to Heaven is that song that you're not allowed to play for a reason. You know what I mean? Because the dude stumbled upon one of the coolest sounding songs of all time. And um, I don't care that he's maybe not as good live as he is in the studio. I heard he was a lot of take, he was a lot of take twos, but what are you going to do? You you can't, you you can't win them all. You know what I mean? Take twos is a sign of a perfectionist. Yeah, it is. It is. But at the same time, I do, I have heard that, He's he's the kind of guy that would stumble around on on the fretboard a little more than others. Oh yeah, yeah. But you could always tell what he was trying to do. It's yeah. a very strange thing. He's it never sounded guy. like a oh what what's up with that note. It was more like hey what happened to that note? I thought you were right. gonna okay oh well yeah yeah. Like I'm playing this and this is hard, so I'm gonna make mistakes sometimes. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you know right? What I mean? but oh, absolutely. It's just gonna happen, you know. But I, I've also heard that he quite possibly could be the most recorded guitarist of all time because before Zeppelin and stuff, he was uh, quite the studio guitar player. Like he was hired by everybody and anybody to, to play guitars on their album. Yeah. Well, yeah, in, in a studio setting, I mean, that guy's, you know, the closest thing you have to God playing a guitar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, I'm calling my shot to Alex right now. I'm going to just show him that I believe the, the first guy listed is going to be Doug's choice here. Uh, Doug, your third selection, sir. My third choice. Uh, Let's see if it's true. Okay. I'm going to say David Gilmore. Oh, Ooh. see, that was the second guy I was torn on. I, I didn't know Jimmy Page or David Gilmore. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was going to be one of those guys. And the thing about David Gilmore is... I love Pink Floyd just as much as the next guy and their great band, you know, and all that up until a point, you know, once they broke up and then David Gilmore took over and they have that, um, whatever far beyond reason or whatever the heck those records are called, but that new stuff, I just never got into. But one thing I have always heard is to, a lot of guitar players refer to as how how they try to sing. Like a great solo is defined by can you sing that solo? Could could I sit there? Could I hum it? Could could I vocalize that solo? <laughs> he right perfect solo. He <laughs> is is the epitome of that. And on top of it, on some of these albums, you can hear him actually singing the exact notes he's playing on the guitar while he's playing it. <laughs> so to the point where I had read this in, in an interview and tried this many times myself and it can be done. And, but the thing about it is, is that I've never heard anybody do that before. Right. But like, listen to the, to, just uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I know it's so played out, but it is so 
something in the solo, the solo on all part one is just the bends and it's just so hypnotic and just unbelievable, man. A it lot really of is. the a lot of ways would I describe him when he's allowed to be that solo artist in a way in a song is he is a whole band with just his guitar. He oh. takes you on such a journey emotionally. Oh, this is coming from a guy that, you know, used to partake in some fun activities while listening to Pink Floyd on the regular, like many should and do. Um, so maybe that's got a lot to do with it. But yeah, I, I think Gilmore stands out there in the way that, I don't know, man, he, I said it and I pissed some people off. Maybe Jarko get mad at me because I remember I'm talking about Roger Waters and that concert being the best he's ever seen. But no David Gilmore, no Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as he got in the band, what happened? It right. totally changed. Completely right. changed. You know, they weren't all psychedelic and wacky and just like, you know, there was no Sid Barrett, but he took them in a direction that was like nobody would say, oh, yeah, Pink Floyd found this path after that like a delicate area. No mm. you would ever think they would go down that path. Right. It's all because of him. Good I never saw David Gilmore live, but I I've I've had people say it's just as good as seeing Roger Waters live. Like I would hope so. I would hope either one of those guys can I mean Roger Waters Vo- voice is so necessary for Pink Floyd. Oh yeah. Like you can't listen to the wall and and not just hear Roger Waters influence vocally and his bass lines like all over that album mm. oh yeah so uh alex you're a third sir i think i'm gonna take like an old school metal approach here tony iomi yeah you, you, know, damn it. I fucking, well, you can't wait forever right you gotta get it while it's out you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Butt hurt. A little salty over here. That's all. No, let me hand you some ice. It, that makes salt burn more. So. Oh. <laughs> oh I, just, I didn't say I was swollen, but. <laughs> no, I mean, think back to any Black Sabbath song you've ever heard. There's iconic riffs and everything. Yeah. There would, be no, there would be no doom. Yes. God, no doom, no stoner. Nate, mm-hmm. you're one of the people that I know to be a big Heaven and Hell fan. Did he lose a step, or is he still solid in that? Uh, by a big fan, do you mean saw them play live once? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that, that's about all I know of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, it, it was good. From what I remember, it, it was solid. But for me... Like when when I saw them play, like for me the highlight was seeing Dio. Like that oh, that was okay. that was the during, thing for me. During it, it could have been anybody playing music. I I was fucking Dio is awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't Ronnie the frontman for Heaven and Hell? Yes, yep. so. the album, yep. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Matt, your third pick, sir. Oh, man, I'm all messed up now because my next pick was Tony Iommi, and then I was. Boom! Thanks, Alex. Um, oh, he was so he would have made it to be anyways. So, so, so I, I have to go. I have to go with Lou Reed for this pick, I guess. Um, I mean, 
Ooh, Come fall on. back to second pick. Fall back to second. Yeah, I didn't think anybody else would pick him. Um, value. I mean, guitar player for the Velvet Underground. I mean, he developed the ostrich tuning, which basically was a tuning of a guitar with every string to the same note. So it'd be like D, 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 or E all the way across the board. He influenced so many other guitarists and bands like Sex Pistols, Talking Heads, R.E.M., if it wasn't for his styling, we wouldn't have artists like Bowie or Brian Eno, who single-handedly developed ambient music, like, yeah. and different types of reverb and all of these effects. So there, there's just a far reach, and he's just one of those innovators that I feel like doesn't really get much credit because not many people know who he is. Metallica does. That's true. Right, so in a strange <laughs> twist of fate here, uh, if anyone, no one else has anything to say, uh, Brian stepped away for a moment. So, uh, Nate, what do you got? All right, so this pick, I am going a little bit more modern. It is, uh, this guy plays one of my favorite solos to this to this day. I, I, I listen to this song and I get chills that run down my back. Uh, I'm going with Paul Wagoner, who is the guitarist for the lead guitarist for Between the Buried and Me. I don't know if you guys are super familiar with Between the Buried and Me. I am. But, heck yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, they they are. I I just I just love them. Like just. When they, uh, years ago they came, they played at the Buffalo Icon. Uh, it was I know it was me, Finchie, uh, Chrissy, his wife. A few of us went to see him, and the entire I made sure to put myself as close to the stage as I could, right in front of the guitar players, because I just I I was like I Chrissy tells me that I looked like a kid at looking through the window of a candy store, just just in awe of this dude just flying up and down the fretboard, the sweet picking, which, Oh my God, I just, I love it. And like I said, to this day, the solo in uh, their song Selkies just sends chills down my back. Just absolutely amazing. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, yeah I do. Finchie, I picked Paul Wagoner, who is a uh, guitarist for between the buried and me. Oh, well done, sir. A call back to did you <laughs> did you did you fully like explain how amazing he is? Yeah, well, I I, uh, I let them know that uh, how how Chrissy, your wife, said uh, when she was watching me watch them, I looked like a kid at a candy store. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I just remember more than anything uh, after they left their the, the set. And people are chanting for one more song, one more song. And we both said, if it is any song besides Mordecai, there's no point. And of course, it was Mordecai. Yeah, that's that's another one. The, the solo solo in that song, too. Same same thing. Since chills down my back. Oh. Just, I, I love it. Yeah. The yeah. thing that I one of the things that I remember most about that concert is the sound of a dude's skull bouncing off the concrete. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Finchie and I don't like crowd surfers. So, yeah. Uh, Does anybody? 
We did our <laughs> civic duty to stop the crowd surfer, and it turned 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 poorly. <laughs> it was at yeah, it was at the icon. So yeah. all, all concrete, just <sighs> you heard it above the band. It was that loud. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it one of those ones where you can't really hear it, but you see the landing and imagine your head and it amplifies? No, you. I was we heard the it. reason he we laid it. it. Oh shit! Yeah, because I don't like crowd surfers, so I threw him down. So you didn't jump on me. He jumped at me and I grabbed him and I threw him away from me. I'm not a great person. (laughs) (laughs) I never claimed to be. I'm an okay person. I'm an okay person. You're good in my book, Brian. Thanks. That guy probably deserved it. At least you didn't have AIDS. (laughs) Oh, I love people with AIDS. Back to this again. I love people with AIDS. They help me with things. Their AIDS are my AIDS. Oh, wait. Different kind of AIDS. (laughs) Uh, so was that Nate's third? Yes. Still, yes. I'm glad he went as high as he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I wasn't sure if I was going to pull that trigger, but I knew if it was coming down to the my fourth pick, I would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I. Uh, he he was almost going to be up there for uh, for one of my first picks, but I uh, felt the other guys were more deserving. Oh, well, um, I, I'm, I'm, I've got a name in mind for your next pick, and I'll see if I'm right. <laughs> uh, t- your last two, Dave. Unfortunately, oh. this is your last two. Yeah, take your I, time though. So- soak it in. Better close it out right, fella. I didn't think he would get the th- the third round all the way back around. I mentioned him before. Um, I'm gonna, I gotta take Zach Wild. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Mike, he goes. Mike, any uh, any takes on that? You're good on that one. Don't rub it in. <laughs> Mike, the silence. <laughs> the silence is all we turn this shit off. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't do the assignment. You get punished. This is not. This is just my life, man. I want to start a fantasy league. You get to see this in person. Mike did some sleeping on this draft so far. Uh, Zach Wild, a very popular pick. What's your uh, main reason for wanting him on your team, on your Mount Rushmore? Uh, there was the one Aussie tour. It was like 2001 came to the arena. I think it was the first time Aussie was in Buffalo in like 20 years. And it, during this, he, you know, Zach did his solo. And of course he did eruption, like with the guitar behind his fucking head. And I'm just like, okay. Fucking yeah. animal. You're 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 the fucking best, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's he's another one that played at that Generation X tour that I went to, and uh, yeah, it he, he was just just all over the place. He he was he had the guitar, you know, he was playing behind your head, behind his head, like you were saying, and uh, walking through the crowd. I got a picture of him walking like a foot and a half away from me, playing the guitar behind his head. That was awesome. that was that was pretty cool. That awesome. should be the thumbnail for the episode. It might be. It might be. If 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 he didn't choose to sing at all ever, I may be a bigger fan of him. <laughs> you know what's he, wor- he opened his mouth and him, I was like, Ugh. worse than him singing is him doing wrestling commentary. When did that happen? <laughs> In um, there was this this wrestling league on MTV called wrestling society X. And they did this, they produced it. So that it was like an underground in Los Angeles type theme. And the first episode of it 
they had him be do color commentary on it. And they had like a musician come in for every episode. I don't remember who else was the, the guest commentators, but he was the first one. And it was just like, oh, lots of talent. Oh, they hit pretty hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like a D-list John Madden. Not, not even. <laughs> so vanilla. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, can I butt in here for a second? Do it. Butt away. All right. I'm going to be a bit of skill. My phone's okay. about to die, guys. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here looking at it going, oh, my God. Do, do we? So why don't, we, why don't you let me do this? Can I see get his last here? pick? Yeah. That way I don't get cut off. And sure. I, have, you can take, I, have, I have no problem with Doug sliding in. I'm sorry. You can take my spot. Yeah, I don't care. That's next, fine. Next time I'll uh, you know be more prepared with uh, my battery. At least you listen to the right album. <laughs> so we got Dougie. My, my next pick is is kind of a little bit shocking to me, and it's more of something that's like probably within the past couple of years. I've I don't know. I guess I've grown to like this guy a lot, and I mentioned him a little bit ago. I want to say Adam Jones from Tools. He's oh. up there with me. Yes, sir. Adam Jones from Tool A has, especially as time goes on. And it's been proven to me with the new Tool record. Um, his guitar sound is just phenomenal. And if anybody wants a um, great uh, example of an awesome rock and roll guitar tone, just listen to the song Numa. That, mm-hmm. the, the, the sound on that record, and they hit that part where it goes. <laughs> And that ring of that last chord, that just something that just grabs me in a way. I'm like, that's what it's all about. Like that metal rock, distorted at its best, and the timing and the parts, and just the, the you know. Obviously, Alex and I have talked about. That uh, song Rosetta Stone, mm-hmm. Thousand Days. He does this riff. That little time signature three change. Quarters, three quarters of the way through the song. It lasts like what, Alex? Three seconds, five seconds? If that. And I'm like, oh my God, that is one of the greatest riffs ever. He could have taken that riff and just another tool song. And mm-hmm. just, I'm I songwriting to almost that whole a thousand days record fabulous the brand new record fabulous you know federalis i mean this guy just he just gets me in in a way like especially like recently in the past couple years i I have to put him okay i love that that's a great pick yeah Yeah. i i when i i saw a tool in march and he just he 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 just blew blew them out of the water. Like he he, I was so surprised. I've seen I've seen him two other times before that, but like at that last show with with all the new music and the in the in the stage show there was phenomenal. And he he, I was so so much was so impressed with him how how he played, yeah, and for the, especially in those new songs. Yep, Doug, I just sent you a text of who I thought you were gonna select. Okay. Let's see if we can get a live reaction from you. All right, hold on a second. 
Also, Dougie, I oh. hope. <laughs> so, okay. So let me comment on this before I, before I cut off or I have to hang up. Yeah. Um, Brian sent me my pick of Dwayne Allman. Yeah. Which is a great pick. And it's a Mike great just gave pick. a look. It's a great pick <laughs> in, in two ways because one of my picks, if we would have went five rounds, I I I, I got to be honest with you, Dwayne Allman wouldn't be on there. Oh, but but Derek Trucks would have. Okay, okay. So Derek Trucks is for if you guys don't know, like when Dwayne Allman died. Um, you had, uh, Nicky Betts and, um, who's the other pair player? I've got them as, they went through, they went through a period of time where they broke up very long time. And what ended up when they first got back together again, Nicky Betts and it was, um, Warren Haynes who ended up, um, and the bass player was, um, Alan Woody, who's the ba- who ended up being the bass player for, but when Warren Haynes left, or they kicked Dickie Betts out of the band, enter Dwayne Allman and Dwayne or um, Derek Trucks, and Derek Trucks is like the nephew of one of the drummers for the Allman Brothers, uh, Butch Truck. Yep. Allman Brothers has two drums. Yep. So. He got in there and Derek Trucks is a, uh, he's a prodigy. He's a prodigy. He came up with um, Joe Bonamassa, both of them. They he told the story in this podcast where they used to bump into each other all the time with these guitar contests that they used to enter and all this stuff. And, and uh, it was, who's better, Joe Bonamassa or, you know, Derek Truck, you know. Right. But Derek Trucks is probably the, one of the best, if not the best, slide guitar player. Finger pick does not use a pick. Right, uh, right. So many. That's why I was thinking. I'm like, is Doug gonna think about it like that? Of what he was doing, and you know what I mean. That no one really ever touched as much as as he did. Like, yeah. you didn't hear slide guitar in normal day to day rock and roll. Like a lot of guys didn't do that stuff. Playing with no pick, a lot of guys didn't do that stuff like there's so much of his style that is almond brothers so i was like uh see then i know that you know you love almond brothers so i do i really do well i wanted to make sure that you touched on that so uh well yeah i mean you know me that's a that's a definitely you would you would have been up there yeah dougie i hope your battery lasts for my last pick uh (laughs) let's let's kick it back to jarka for his final pick then he's Still here, I I got you know this looks like a good value I think in the fourth round um, on my board is uh, got to go with slash yeah yeah I it's slash <laughs> I mean <come> on. <laughs> I I only seen I didn't see Guns and Roses when they came through Buffalo like and um but I did see Velvet Revolver years ago nice yeah so I it that, yeah and he was he was awesome. It's actually a band that I enjoy for the what one record that they had. Yeah. Was there only one? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Well, um, 
I think I could be him on Guitar Hero. So just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that was he was like playing it in like the studio when they were like creating the game, and he was like messing up. <laughs> so, uh, good pick, good pick. I had to be picked. Um, I'm glad you saved him because I didn't. He didn't deserve to go any further. Uh, Nate, your last pick, sir. All right. So here's where it's getting hard for me because, like I said, I, I originally thought this was going to be five, and I got, I got two more. Wait, how many did you think were on Mount Rushmore? Well, originally I thought it was just a draft. I knew nothing about Mount Rushmore. Gotcha. Um. It's in North Dakota. So <laughs> what I am going to do is bypass that uh, geography comment by Finchie. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say two names are really fast, and it counts as one pick. <laughs> what? So wait, wait, wait. I'm Don't rewrite in the rules. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I had my microphone still off when he's like, oh, I thought it was just a draft. I said, well, somebody else didn't do their homework. I'm taking the last <laughs> name then. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, God the last one that comes out of your mouth that's the one I'm taking <sighs> alright well I am on record with this show with talking about how I think he is one of the best guitarists in the world right now so I'm taking Toast and Abasi because yeah. he is just a phenomenal guitar player Mike any and comments? he is you another know. one who played at the uh, Generation X uh, tour that I went to. I really just... wanted to go to that. You should have probably messaged me or something, man. <laughs> I had nobody Next to go time. with. Next time. And I just, he's, he's, he's another one who I can just sit in front of. I, I, I watch his video, his YouTube videos all the time, just in awe about what he is. He's an amazing writer, musician, just incredible. I like it. I like it. Sticking on brand. Good pick, Nate. Matt, your final pick, sir. Final pick is somebody who has influenced guys like Zach Wild, Randy Rhodes, Tom Morello, Slash. Actually, he started a project with Slash, Aldi Miola. This guy's all over the place. And when I think of guys who really shred and who are doing it, I mean, in the 70s and influenced so many rock artists. LD Miola's words at. I don't know him. I don't know him. Same. Highly recommend him. He is, I mean, he was really one of the people to popularize um, both electric and acoustic guitar in jazz music. Okay. Um, but because he could shred, he attracted a lot of artists from the, you know, 70s to the 90s in rock music just because of his skill. I mean, I've tried to learn one of his songs and this is back when I was playing in like metal bands back in my early twenties. And I couldn't even come close to touching them. They're just absolutely amazing. I will check him out. Uh, Let's see. Alex, your final pick. Well, I'm kind of bummed out that uh, Dougie's battery timed out on us. So he's no longer here. Um, He would have enjoyed this pick too. I think, um, if anybody out there is a Bills fan, we know oh, this song in and us. out. We know this song in and out. The creator of Seven Nation Army, Jack White. Hmm. It's a personal pick. Great I pick. Love the sound. 
And he created an anthem for us. Yeah. Unknowingly, of course. Yeah, but so many, so many teams use it. Come on. Yeah. I it's actually the one thing I hate. <laughs> like every college football game, it's there's some I thought you were gonna say the guitarist from the shout song or something. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the Isley brothers. <laughs> okay, so maybe it is played more places, but is, anytime yeah. you're at the stadium, you hear it and it just amps you up. And he um, has such a unique sound. I'm sensing like a whammy theme with you, Alex. A little bit. Like a little bit. Tom Morello, who obviously relies heavily on a whammy pedal, and Jack mm-hmm. White actually has one built in his guitar. Right. Well, at, at this point, since you bring that up, I should really learn this guitarist name. And I brought it up uh, maybe the first episode. The, the band Buried Alive is so heavily whammy influenced, but he doesn't use it conventionally. No, we're, we're talking about like buried like berries like a fruit yes not the hardcore band from yeah no, well, i think they're from here right right uh um, so yeah you just def- walk definitely humming, the fruit do you just walk around humming melodies going <laughs> i don't i don't readily have a theremin to my disposal <laughs> damn that was my best whammy impression <laughs> now it's your best theremin yeah then he then he turned you into uh the star trek theme look at that <laughs> let's play it on theremin no nice. i love me yeah, some star trek sure man don't preach to me <laughs> i uh I'm torn. Star Wars is better. So this is, you know, Doug made his pick already. So we're skipping Doug. Um, and Doug's, Doug's gone. So everyone say bye, Doug. Bye, Doug. Bye, Doug. See you tomorrow, Doug. So I, I want to make one, and I know it would make Nate really happy. Or I can make one, <laughs> and I'll make Mike myself off? very happy. Huh? Would it piss Mike off? I don't think so. I don't think he's a, die, a diehard of this band. <laughs> um. Do your homework. All right, I'll I'll leave I'll leave one band for honorable mention. So I'll go ahead and I'll make this pick. And uh, Nate, I'm surprised you didn't take him. Uh, I'm trying to find the different players here and what they all do. Oh no! Crap! This is gonna make me have to pick another guy. Because it doesn't give what I, I have Wikipedia open and it doesn't tell me which which artist is which. So instead, I'll pivot. Uh, Cue the Jeopardy. You give Man- us a band. Uh, it was going to be the Human Abstract. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, uh, Dude only played guitar for two years before that. They wrote that before their first album came out. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Incredible. You do can play straight so I classical. Still time. Yeah, yeah. Better get started. Uh, instead, I'll go to a band um, that Matt is, is a big fan of as well as I am. Um, the band is Umphreys McGee, and the guitarist is Jake Sing- Sininger. Sininger? C I N N I N G E R. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Sininger or Sininger. I would say Sininger. The dude can play anything. Literally yeah. anything. Any band could call up today. Death metal, thrash metal, country, pop, rock and roll, whatever. Can you you need a guitarist? Triangle? Call this dude up. He'll be there and he'll be amazing. Because he can play every... I've heard him in concert play all those different genres before. 
he can play it all. He's the best guitarist I've ever seen live in person. Period. I almost, I almost picked Tim Reynolds for this a similar reason, right? They're not the same genre per se, but they're very from a guitar player perspective. They're both jam, jam band adjacent, I would yes, say. Jam band adjacent for, for him for Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> The title of our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I am the jam band Jason. That's what I am. Um, but no, he he blew me away the first time I saw him, and he has yet to disappoint. Agreed. Mike, your last pick, sir. How he does is shake. Well, his I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, because you know every everybody ahead of my list is gone. Your list was out in plain sight. Let's be honest. Oh, is it? can you see it from here? <laughs> no, um, not to piggyback off you, Brian, but I've never actually seen this band live, never seen any music videos, so I have no idea which guitarist does what. Um, it's Polyphia. Ooh. Oh yeah, that was uh, that almost made my list. Too. I I don't know who <laughs> right does on. what, so I can't even like name one in particular. So with that said, I got to go with Misha Mansoor Periphery. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know if you're sensing sensing a theme or not, but uh, supposedly, allegedly, he's uh, one of the founding you know people that started Gent Music, and I'm a big, big, big big fan of it um seeing them live and uh it's just it's just it's it's again again i'm not a guitarist so you know i don't know any terminology or anything or you know what he's what he's doing but it's just it's good yeah it just leaves me in awe and uh yeah that's that (laughs) okay Well, don't sound so unconfident. That that seems it's, like a band that obviously has stuck out to you. Oh, Periphery is amazing. Yeah, and well, so is so is Polyphia. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, Tim uh, Henson's the man. Yeah, awesome. I love the Muppets. He's <laughs> <laughs> with Jim Henson, so his brother. Oh, he, right? he caught yeah, the yeah, joke. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> let's you know, just because they don't like Boomer Benz, sure. Sure. I love that phrase. Dude, when I first heard that, man, I was dying for weeks. I, I've been telling everybody, I've been trying to like insert it in conversations. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. There's boomer uh, beds. And then sort of on along a similar, I recently heard boomer holes, which is when you move into a house <laughs> and there's a bunch of like holes in the wall from cable lines. <laughs> boomer holes. I thought that was just another asshole, like calling someone an asshole that happens to be a baby born. He's a boomer oh. hole. Boomer hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds dirty. We finished our, our our draft of Mount Rushmore guitarists. Our top six seventy eight or seventy eight twenty eight. Man, I can't do math. Brian does math. The next podcast we're doing um, six times shorter. <laughs> There's seven of us, sir. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm looking at originally six. Yeah, you come on the episode after that. Alex can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but before so, we go, uh, Nate, yes, take it away. I feel obligated to say, I, I, I just, I need to mention the, uh, the one that I had, to, I was almost going to pick, uh, Richie Blackmore. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. He, he is like what I grew up on. 
So I just, I had to say his name. No, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, Satriani was not dropped in this one. I'm, surprised. Went after I'm actually, I was actually kind of shocked. Yeah. He can't do them all. Petrucci. Oh, <laughs> I was really hoping nobody picked him. <laughs> Good job, all of us. Um, yeah, all right. Great job, guys. Uh, also, I have to say, numbers are hard. How come? Yeah, yeah, numbers very hard. How come nobody picked? Uh, was it Billy Joel Armstrong? <laughs> I, I thought for sure. I thought for sure that would have been Nate's first pick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I, yeah. it. It was a hard decision. Yeah. Did I say uh, it wrong? Did I say I Joel? Make it. I don't even know Billy Joe is. Armstrong. It's it's not worth knowing. Not the guy that walked <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> uh, but Nate, um, you had the honor of selecting our local band uh, to feature this week, and uh, who did we go with? Yes, sir. We uh, went with a band uh, called Red Letter. Um, the guitarist from the band is. An old colleague of ours. We played shows with his old band way back in the day. That's right. Um, and uh, I believe we're still. I believe we're still on for uh, tomorrow. Right? I hope so. Yeah. So we will be soon having uh, a little chat with him about yep. uh, the band. They just put out a new song um, just this past week uh, called burn it down i am going to my my list just to make sure but it's a great tune they did an awesome job with it uh yeah burn it down uh by red letter they just the the video for that song actually just came out today uh, the day they were recording which is the 19th so i recommend everybody go check it out uh it's a great tune and uh, we'll be learning more about it shortly. What's their uh, genre style? They are. So he, I, I will let him speak to this. But when I listen to them, I, I hear so many influences from every genre of metal from pretty much throughout the years. All 57 of them. I, I would say 162 of them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. 420 of them. Numbers are there's, hard. there's some there's some metal core in there. There is some new metal in there. There's it's it's very very well rounded music, and uh, there's songs that they have. Uh, they got a few of them on Spotify that you can go check out. Um, they're they're all pretty unique to each other. Not not one song sounds the same. I'm yep. uh, I'm a big fan of them. They actually just played for uh, the open for Pop Evil. Uh, oh, this no past shit. Weekend. No wonder it sounded familiar. Yeah. <clears throat> no, they're uh, our, our buddy Andy is uh, he's he's an excellent guitar player. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, but that's it. We got to wrap this up before uh, you guys decide that this is way too long of an episode. Ooh, I do want to throw <laughs> a shout out if I could. What's that? We have. A new podcast on the network. Okay. The Honeypot Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like random, off-the-wall, kind of brain teasers in a way, or just random nonsense talking, and I mean that good, fellas, go check them out. Kyle, Kyle, and Josh. It's a fun time. It is a fun time. 
I uh, got the pleasure of sitting in on uh, one of the recordings for a minute or two. But uh, yeah, the network is a place to be, bicbp-radio.com, to uh, find the website for all these podcasts, including ours. Uh, we're going every day. We can't thank you all enough. Uh, the fact that we came out um, and doubled, more than doubled, our listenership from episode one to episode two was amazing. And uh, truly, we appreciate it. But uh, we can all do better. So those listening right now, go out, tell a friend, good word to mouth. Or if you're in the social media, which don't blame me if you're not, but uh, if you are in the social media, go ahead and uh, give our uh, podcast page a share. Um, or even better, find your uh, your favorite episode of the last two we've done and uh, share that or share this one. Um, but thanks for listening. We'll be back in another month because uh, we got to keep you spaced out because uh, my wife will divorce me if I do any more podcasts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's on me. Blame me, guys. So we'll be back in a month. And uh, until next time, Alex, we uh, oh, just stay tuned. <clears throat>
Yeah. When you were in Mortifay. And then that kind of went haywire. So I went back to Tomorrow's Broken. We changed our name, played for a year or two, went back. You know, there's minor lineup changes. A lot of times it was the same dudes, though. And sometimes they would come with me. So, like, you know, we'd have some guys that would jump ship with me. And we'd, it was always like the same two groups of people, essentially. And then, uh, even, yeah, no, I would say even this band has some kind of connection to Let Astray in some weird way. Because, uh, yeah. originally when I met our drummer, Jeff, um, we were in a band with, I think Chris Lemondola was in it. There was a couple guys from Let Astray Days. Everyone started leaving and things just got moved around. And then, yeah, so it's been basically kind of like the same core group of people, essentially. Yeah. I got to imagine it gets a little bit harder as, uh, you know, we all progress in age. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> lives, lives develop, kids, everything. For sure. Yeah. Like just, just getting like practices in is like a challenge, like just because like you got five guys who all have families and careers. And it's just like, hey, can you do Wednesday night? No, dude, I get up at six in the morning Thursday. You're like, oh, crap. What's well, the only night I can do this week? And, but, you know, we still make it work. You know, we all, kind of do the new modern way of writing i guess where we kind of write a lot of, at home and then we have a dropbox file we just drop everything in and then you know we just take it from there and it, it's so far i've been working out pretty good you know yeah cool so do you guys do you guys have uh since you were talking about writing uh do you guys in red letter like do you have a certain sound that you go for or do you just kind of go song by song and whatever whatever comes of it comes of it yeah, I would say there's no particular sound. I mean, I know like the one thing we stressed when we started this was we wanted to be very dynamic. We wanted to be able to, I always say, appeal to metalheads and soccer moms, basically, is kind of what we're, <laughs> our goal is. And that's the model I'll live by. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you want to have songs where it's like, you know, heavy and you're going to get the people really into it live. And then you want to have some songs where uh, you could show softer side because like our singer nick he's phenomenal at doing both so we're like i want we want to definitely you know show that off you know we have some slower songs that will probably end up being like a second single if we put out like another like heavy song we'll probably tag that with it because it'd be it'd just be weird to keep putting out all these heavier songs and then just all of a sudden drop a slow one because it's just like we're not doing albums we're not going to really be doing eps per se just because the way that things are nowadays is best is to drop singles every few months to keep the interest going because people's attention spans you know the popularity of streaming there's just there's no point really unless you're a huge band to spend all the money on recording 10 12 songs you know that's kind of our motto with it so but the thing is it's just we just really want to we just want to write whatever we want to write like a lot of times you know like burn it down for example i think that one started off with just one riff and that was one of the you know we just all kind of just hashed it out like i had some ideas we threw them in there kyle had some riffs we threw them in there nick had some ideas tony and then jeff always comes in and just kind of like the breakdown sculptor you know like we'll have an idea of where we want to put apart and then he'll kind of come in and put just come up with some crazy drum beat and then like that's kind of what we end up going with because he's just you know he just knows you know that's yeah. just we you know we all kind of take our strengths and you know that's i would say burn it down is probably the best example of that you know as far as like all yeah. of us accumulatively writing one tune together so yeah. and i'm glad because so far uh, it's been doing pretty well so i think that's yeah. gonna be our new strategy assuming we can you know keep practicing consistently so <laughs> yeah that, that's yeah, the thing my uh my favorite part in uh 
and your guys' new song, Burn It Down, is where it comes in with the piano and it just gets real melodic and real easy going and just a slow build up back into just like a heavy breakdown. Like it's just, it's all, you guys did a great job with it. It it sounds awesome. It flows well. Thanks, dude. It's just, yeah, that my, piano my, part. My kids are even they'll jam out to it. They dig that one. Awesome, dude. Yeah, that that part's awesome. Like we we love doing it. We love having like the contrast. You know what I mean? Because it really it really helps the song. I I personally I love having like dropouts, like where it's just like you can like really like you know get a vibe for something, and then because it makes the harder parts hit harder. I feel like when you drop out and all of a sudden Absolutely. you come back in. When you got a song that's going 100 miles an hour the whole time, yeah, it's good. But like the riffs start getting lost in each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the like mm-hmm. one riff leads into the next one. It's like, oh, that's a cool riff, but oh, here's another one. Here's another. So when you so when you give us some of that dynamic, where you drop out or one guitar drops out, and you just have, you know, I I love stuff like that. I love the dynamics of like having highs and lows in songs, and definitely uh, this one had a really cool part. Like that piano part's awesome. I think Nick did that, and I I listened to it. I'm like listening to all the little nuances with the little higher notes on the piano. I'm like man, that's that's awesome. You know, so it's always cool hearing. Um, you know, you already know your ideas when you hear what someone else wants to add to it. You're like, dude, that's so sick. You know what I mean? And it's like, it really makes you almost a fan of the song because, you know, that's someone else's idea that you get to listen to and enjoy versus you sitting at your computer or sitting in front of your amp, like, you know, racking your brain, trying to come up with something cool, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, that was that was always one of my favorite parts about like when uh, me and Finchie were Mortify, uh, when we were writing. <laughs> just hearing what everybody was bringing to the table and what came from one riff and just build into this entire song is it's a fun process from start to finish yeah for sure, for sure. the best is when uh like I, i'll be playing something with my back turn and nate just goof around before we actually start practice you know like you normally do you come in with something that you've been goofing around with just warming up having a good time and Nate's like, oh, I like that. What is it? And I'll be like, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, oh my God. I, I don't know. It's funny because, like, you know, I write riffs in the most random places. Like, actually, like the, 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 the last, the new song, we, we just finished recording another song we're going to put out probably maybe on the summer. The, the original riff of that song that we've built around, I wrote while I was walking around Erie County Fair. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I ran into the bathroom real quick and I have a recording, like a phone recording app on my phone. So I just like hummed it into my phone real quick. And then, you know, the next day I went, you know, actually recorded that riff on the guitar. I figured out what the notes would be and everything. And then I showed it to the guys and like, oh, it's sick, you know. So then we built the whole song off that too. So that one's coming in the pipeline. That's going to be probably, I would say, end of August. We're going to put that one out. Just try to put a new song out every few months, you know, keep it fresh. That's cool. It's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it keeps us, you know, that, that dopamine rush every two months of seeing what how the song is going to do is kind of, you know, keeps everyone involved, you know. And there'll be times where we're, like, going, like, a couple months with nothing going on just because, you know, people's work schedules or whatever it is. And, you know, things kind of get stagnant. And then when we get back in the room together, we're like, oh, man, that's right. This is awesome. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. the flare gets relit, and then we kind of continue on where we left off. So, yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> um. Mm-hmm. The name, where'd it come from? Red Letter, band name. Um, that's a Kyle thing. He, uh, Kyle's kind of spiritual, and there's some stuff. Shoot, man, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, it's uh something Kyle. That was a Kyle thing. He could probably explain that one better. Unfortunately, he's not here. Um, but it was it's something biblical 
we're not a Christian band, but he he's very like religious, not very religious, but he's, you know, he's spiritual and uh it's uh something he came up with. He she brought it to the table because we we were going to call our band Ghost Chant at first, and then it turns out there was a band from Albany called Ghost Chant. Oh. Who, the only reason I knew that existed is because I bought a guitar off their one guitar player. So I'm like, oh, your band's called Ghost Chant? I'm like, crap. Because I already had like a Facebook page set up and everything for it. And yeah. So that's why we ended up naming one of our songs Ghost Chant, just because like we still like the name. But we're like, well, I guess we're not going to call the band name that. We're going to do that. So we ended up just trying to hash out and picking out a name, as you guys probably know. It's so difficult. because like, you don't want it to be corny. You don't want it to be, you know, too serious. But you want it to be, you want it to like basically represent what your music music's gonna be, mm-hmm. at least like visually and stuff. And like, I don't know, he he, we had a bunch of names written on a piece of paper, and um, like I said, he, he always Kyle always thinks things through when he when he comes up with anything. It's always thought out, very well thought out. So like, when he when I seen that, I'm like, that's the name I like, you know. So we ended up going with that. So there's really not much more to it you know, other than that, you know. It's yeah. something Kyle came up with, so. Well, I, I think it, you know, any associating a, a color uh, in a band name, it, anything with that, like it, it sticks in people's heads. I also like, mm-hmm. I like the repeated, the, the repeated sound of red letter. Like I, I like the way, like that's how I would think about it. Like people are gonna say it and it's gonna stick in their heads. And mm-hmm. ever since Nate first put it in the, the group, like I never forgot what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's another thing because like when we were in Let Astray. People go, what's your band? Let us stray, let us stray, let us stray. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> you, you want one of those names where someone goes, "What's your band name?" Yeah, Red Letter. Oh, okay, it's, cool, Red Letter. Then you want to spell it, you know, and you don't get your flyer for your next show and it's spelled wrong or something. Yeah. It's like, so that was another big thing we wanted to have a name that was easy to remember because that's you know name recognition's huge when you got when you're competing with millions of other bands on you know Spotify and YouTube and stuff. You want to yeah. that's the try Google to search engine that we love in, dude. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta figure out the things that show up and that when people search for stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. There's actually another red letter, but I don't think they're very active anymore. You know, but we were like, you know, we we looked into it when we first came up with it. We're like, ah, I think we're fine. You know what I this mean? Is like, now. Yeah. <laughs> there's well, there's like, you know, there's other band names that like you know architects. There was an architects in the UK. Well, obviously, right. that's the UK one. There was one in the US. So Architects had to change their name for a while to Architects UK. And I'm sure the other band was just like, you know what, screw it. <laughs> you guys are massive now. Just just take the name. Because I think they dropped the UK, if I'm not mistaken. But yep. Cool. I love it. So I am constantly seeing you posting guitar center amounts of gear on like for sale pages and stuff. <laughs> so what what is your go-to? Like what what is your what if you had to pick one setup for the rest of your life, what would you want? Oh, man. See, this is a tricky question because I actually just reacquired my first ever custom I had made for me. Of but course you did. I would, <laughs> oh, man. This is a tricky one because it's like all of them I've either get sold and got back or and I, I would like to say my first PRS because there's a lot of nostalgia to that one. But I would say probably my white PRS that's in the Burn It Down video. So that would be my guitar I'd bring with me. And then I really only have one amp, so I guess be my pad blender and then my Mace 412. Just yeah. Give me that, and I'm good to go. You know, I'm, I'm uh, I always resort. I always end up like I like to branch out and try new things, but I always end up going back to the things that I know work for me. I think honestly, I think PRS is the, my comfort zone because mm-hmm. I like the arch top because of the way I pick. I don't, you know, the flat tops are kind of they dig into my my wrist and stuff. So I would say a PRS, white PRS, and my pad blender, and I'm good. Yeah. 
because the Badlander can do a lot of things, even though it looks very simple. The clean channel works on it real good. It's got a lot of, it's got built-in IR, so I don't have to worry about bringing the cabinet if I don't need to. It's kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, uh, do, you, do, you use a, do you use a lot of like effects and pedals and stuff like that? Or do you just use an organic uh, like distortion from the amp? Oh, no, dude. I'm, I love effects, man. Like I haven't really delved into it too much with our music yet. I mean, there's some like if you listen to uh, Crowdless, I do like a dotted eighth delay thing in the beginning. But I'm going to start really like a lot of my demos I have in our Dropbox that I worked on have very, very delay driven. You know, I'm very big into Pink Floyd, so I try to kind of figure out a way to write like a Pink Floyd song in our style, you know, my own version of one, not, not a cover mm-hmm. or anything. Just like if Pink Floyd was to write a song for red letter, what would it be? And like, I have one that's kind of pretty sick, but, uh, the, the, the effects are definitely going to be coming in the near future, especially a lot of whammy. I, I, got, yeah. <laughs> I wrote a song where there's a crazy verse in the middle of it. It's got a lot of whammy going on. I got to tame it down a little bit though. Cause the boys were kind of like, it's a little much. So I got to work <laughs> on that. But, uh, um, you know, I, I just run, I just run an HX effects that basically does everything I need it to do. It has all my effects built in. Um, I have a, what is it? The electro harmonics pitchfork. And that's, I use that for like doing the quick whammy, you know, like the quick, you know, stuff like that. I haven't used it yet, but it's on my board because I like to mess around with it live for certain parts of the song. And then all, other than that, I just have a Digitech drop pedal. Cause when we play live, we use at this point, we're using four different tunings. Um, the first, Daggers was in drop B, and then Crowdless is in A sharp, and then our new tunings were in our, you know, we're using our A and G. So, like, we have two guitars, so we use two tunings for each one because you can't really drop that pedal too low or else it starts sounding glitchy and stuff. But it is nice for, like, you know, if I have a guitar tuned to drop B, we can drop it to A sharp, and that half step isn't really going to mess the tone up too bad. So, there's that pedal, and then all other than that, it's just the my tuner pedal. That's it. It's that it, all the HX effects is like the hub that changes my channels and my amp too. So I can basically mm-hmm. program it to have all my, you know, all the effects at one time going on. I hit one button and it just cuts it out to just my amp tone again, which is kind of sweet. You know? That's sweet. So, yeah, it's like a four cable method, they call it. It's kind of nice because you can integrate the digital and the tube amp still. But yeah. I haven't so, gone, to, I haven't gone cool. out to any shop in so long. I don't even know what they got for gear nowadays. Dude, yeah, I got real bad into like just buying and selling. Like, just not even just selling, just buying, hoarding gear. I'm like, why do I need all this crap? Like, I literally still pick up the same two guitars all the time. I'm like, I'm just literally just, I just have it there so I can walk in my room, smile that I have it, and then walk away, and <laughs> never touch it. Like, it's literally, it's literally how it got to. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna slim this down because, like, I just don't the stuff I know I like using. I'm just gonna keep around, and then, then you know, when Nam comes around and some new stuff comes out, then I'll be like, you know what? I could justify it a little bit. So I don't have 10 other guitars sitting collecting dust in the corner. You know, I can be like, oh, I only got two. I guess three wouldn't hurt, you know. And, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like, you know, a little bit of a playing games in my mind, you know. But yeah, I I, I just, I just love gear. I I would definitely, if I ever could, open a music store. But it's tricky nowadays when you got companies like Sweetwater and Musicians Friend that have literally everything that you could want. This being a mom and pop place, it's really hard to stock all that because you got to pay for that stuff, you know. So yeah. yep. you can't have a room full of boogies or a room full of Mesa Barbas or all that stuff, and like like Sweetwater can because they just got the space. So the music store is yeah. probably out of the picture for the moment at the moment, but never say never. That's my that's my dream when I win the lottery, open up a guitar shop. 
oh dude it'd be so awesome all you gotta do is you just sit sit around all day and then when the ups guy comes like oh look i got 20 new guitars i could fiddle around with and potentially sell you know it never ends the worst part would be constantly listening to somebody play smoke on the water oh dude (laughs) (laughs) or like or like metallica master puppets now oh that's Uh, I'm thinking about where you started and your influences and to what you may be listening to now. And what do you think it's done with your, what you want to hear from your own amp? You know what I mean? What is there? Like, did you hear a band recently within say the last 10 years or so? And you're like, Oh man, I love that guitar tone. I'm going to try and rip that off a little bit. A few of them. Yeah. I would say when I started, probably definitely Seven Dust. Like even still to this day, that Animosity album tone is so so damn good. Mm-hmm. Twenty years later, but I would say the new like if I had to pick one like last ten years like an amp tone that blew my mind. Oh, I would say probably Architect All Our Gods album. That tone is it's, it's see I never was into the genty tone. I never could get into that periphery, super clean, tight tone. I like the tightness of it, but I also like the rawness of like the older, like new metal style, like corn and stuff. And like architects seem to manage to be able to like blend those two together. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that tone dope, but actually I know how they got acquired that tone. Cause the guy we produce or who produces our music for us, Anthony, he's actually buddies with the guy who recorded those albums, Hendrick. And he talks to him all the time on online and he kind of not, he didn't give the whole scoop of how he did it, but he kind of gave like a little, you know breadcrumbs and how he did it and anthony was able to get the tone pretty close we didn't use it on our on burn it down or anything but uh but yeah i would that the architect's tone is dope cool cool so i have right now the question of all questions for you oh boy it's gonna be a hard one okay if your band was a tropical fruit what fruit would it be oh dude I mean, I, I'm literally drinking a pineapple Topo Chico seltzer, so maybe pineapple. It's pineapple kind. Written, written in the stars. There you go. It was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am also drinking a pineapple seltzer. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. The Topo Chico ones, because down in Florida, they got all different stuff. Like, they don't have the stuff we have up in yeah. Buffalo. I have seen Topo Chico recently, though, but yeah, that t- pineapple seltzer is pretty good, man. I'm actually about to go finish it off once I'm done here. And jump in the pool again because it's hot <laughs> as balls outside. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, Nate. You wanna you wanna uh, let him try his Mount Rushmore? Absolutely. Yeah. So in in this episode, our, our our most recent episode that we just did, that uh, all of our listeners listeners just listened to, mm-hmm. we. In, in a draft style, but that doesn't matter for this. We all went went through, took turns picking our top four guitarists. So it, like the Mount Rushmore of guitarists. It, Who would you put? Uh, Clint Lowry from Seven Dust. Tom Cyril from Architects. Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd. With a fourth one, though. Probably Tepe from Thrice. Oh shit! Uh, I'd probably say him. I love his tapping stuff he does. Yeah, those nice. are my four. Gilmore is the only repeat. Yeah, yeah, dude. I oh man, his his playing like some of that stuff. Oh god, his, the more ambient stuff he did, like echoes and all. It's just so good. It's it and his, his like his soloing. Like I'm not a shredder guy. 
like his solo is like on Comfortably Numb. It's like you can if you could sing the solo, that's the kind of solo I like where I can actually feel it. You know what I mean? When I got a guy up there, that doesn't do anything for me. But for some people, it does. There's no judging. You know what I mean? But for, for me, like that, it's that soulful. It's bluesy, but it's still it's it's got a little trippiness to it. You know what I mean? It has. It has emotion, like you, you, you yeah, you yeah. It. It's got a blues yeah. vibe, but it's not quite blues either. Because bluesy is kind of, you know, you can kind of follow a blues solo too. But like, the, I don't know, man. Yeah, Gilmore is the man. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. my first pick was BB King because okay, almost everything that we listen to stemmed from blues. Like that's mm-hmm. so every it's 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 in a little bit of everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, the the teams ended up, or the Mount Rushmores, plural, I guess, uh, ended up being pretty pretty unique and fun. So uh, we'll have to get you on sometime. Come talk Hell shop yeah. with us. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Um, do you got anything else, Nate? Uh, yeah, do you, uh, you guys got. Uh, I mean, you you kind of hinted that you guys might have a new song coming out in August. You got any other any other news? Any any, any other announcements? Um, Hopefully we're working on some shows right now. I got a few in the mix that'll be pretty cool. I think if we can get to pull them off. Um, but yeah, we're just we're just gonna consistently put out music, you know. And then uh, when some shows come out, we'll you know we're gonna do them. You know, I don't yeah. see any touring in our future. It's just not in the cards, obviously. But yeah, yeah, you know, doing a weekend warrior thing would be pretty dope if we got offered something pretty cool. But uh, yeah, we got some yeah. shows gonna probably at least two or three more before the end of the year. And then um, at least two, two or three more songs too. We're probably gonna try to do like a show in the months between the song releases, you know, yeah. just to mm-hmm. keep get a nice pattern going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's nothing set in stone yet. I mean, obviously, aside from the one song that's almost finished. Um, where? But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the thing where it's gonna just kind of take it nice and easy. You know what I mean? Do it at our yeah. pace and just have fun with it. Cause I mean, that's what we're doing it for. I'm not doing it to make money. <laughs> so it's just there to be a, a hobby that we take pretty damn seriously. You know? Right. Yeah. Where, uh, where can our listeners uh, find you guys? To, uh, oh, we're on um, Spotify. We're on Apple music. Just type red letter in. Uh, like I said, there's another one. So you gotta look for the one. It looks a little more metal. So just go, for, <laughs> go to that logo. Um, YouTube red letter official. Um, we're on TikTok too, which is an official red letter. And then I believe on Facebook, it's red letter 716. You got to type in, but you can just type in red letter and it'll probably pop up too. We're on all the majors. We're, we're still learning TikTok. TikTok's a little different. You know, so you got you to gotta, you gotta know what you're doing with that. So we're yeah. getting the hang of it, but it seems to be a big one these days. Nate, What's that? It's going to be our TikTok uh, yeah. guy <laughs> on the podcast. I, I am. Yeah, all you got to do is do something really <laughs> stupid and just like, you get, you get you just trigger that algorithm and all of a sudden you're huge. You know what I mean? He's got to do something yeah. stupid, like run around, yeah. well, I don't know, yeah. run around your neighborhood naked fireworks or something. And then people will be like, oh, who is this guy? Actually, you're massive. Channel it's your inner things. Jared Dines. What's well, Yeah, they like that dude. He just does all sorts of crazy stuff and he made a, he made a living off of it, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, I think we found the perfect first guest. Um, I'm glad you're back in this and, and playing and, and having fun with it. Cause all that's all that ever matters with this is uh, I, I have long given up the idea that I could ever be some sort of guitarist, but I, I have always uh, appreciated all your, all your stuff. Uh, Annie, it's been, it's been cool uh, reconnecting with you here. Um, Nate, good job, man. Good find. 
<laughs> he did all the work. Yeah, he I just listened. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is cool. Anytime, man. Appreciate like I said, it. We'll have you back on when uh whenever you want. So uh, yeah, man, for sure. Absolutely. Let me know. Uh that's it. Uh go listen to the song that we're gonna play right now. Okay. Right. Okay, bye. I see you guys.